0: no countdown
1: oh please audience no we didn't really see a lot of new movies we just have lists we love lists I missed seeing the sun most days COVID 19 (laughs) ladies and gentlemen boys and girls everyone
0: outside and in between welcome back welcome back the first episode of the new year of the talking new about last year. year I gotta go put away my guitar <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're yeah
1: new year new us three days into new this year, new year new year
0: same podcast
1: same podcast though Podcast going nowhere. <laughs> well, um uh, my name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. Sam, how are you?
0: I am Yeah, I'm alright. You're alright? Yeah. 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 I get it. Yeah. Some some uh, some weird stuff. Of course. Hap- happening. That is not super fun Mm -hmm. uh that i'm not gonna talk about the podcast yet because i don't know i don't know i don't know where i'm at with this whole fucking thing Mm -hmm. so anyway how are you (laughs) how are you doing um
1: i'm all right i'm fine trying you know i'm in that new year's like glow where you're like, yeah, new year, new me. I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna try to be better. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I'm waiting for that to crash and burn, and then after that we'll see.
0: Okay how I'm doing. Sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so this is our this is our normally tips and tops episode. Yes. But this time there's no tips. <laughs> Only tops. Only tops. On this podcast, <laughs> only
1: tops. On this podcast, tips see your way to the door. Yeah, get the
0: fuck out of here. This is 2021. We don't need tips. We anymore. don't need tips. No we tips. Just need tops. <laughs> just the tops. <laughs> um, um. So, so we a couple months like a couple months ago. Uh, we did a bonus episode over on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WelcomeBackPod. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we discussed what we wanted to do for this episode, um, for our year end episode. Normally we have all these different categories, uh, of our five favorite directors and scores and scripts and performances and all these things that our top 10 movies. I could not name 10 movies that I liked that came out in 2020. I don't think I can name 10 movies that came out in 2020. Yeah, so instead, um, we're doing just media. Across the board. Across the board that we consumed in 2020. A lot of it, well, some of it for me, and a lot of it for Andrew, a good chunk of both of our lists, did not come out in 2020 um, so these are, are just things that we, we revisited or kept visiting or were new to us this year. Mm-hmm. And I think it's to important to say that a lot of
1: what's on our list, you know, was a hard year last year, right? Um, yeah. A lot of these things kept us going, right? I, I, or at least yeah. I can say for me. Um, so, yeah, this is... who Who knows?
0: how this journey going to go, right? Stick yeah. with us. Be, we be might cry. A, Who knows? Yeah. Uh, be ready for a very long episode um, that I'm excited to edit tomorrow. <laughs> Take my entire afternoon. Um, so, yeah, before we get into our top 10, our number 10s on on both of them, uh, do you have anything that you want to shout out that we aren't going to talk about a whole lot, just like our honorable mentions sort of bang, 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 quick, I quick hits? I do. I do have those quick hits. Am
1: I good to read them off? Yeah, you go. I, I All right. Got some. So because I'm an I'm a, I'm a anal boy, um, <laughs> um, I have two lists. I have a list of things that I saw for the first time this year and the things that I revisited. I'm going to just okay. shout them out right now. Things that I saw for the first time. Minsky, a great artist. She is a musician. Highly recommend. Minsky. Synecdoche, New York. I watched it. I did all of Charlie Kaufman's films. And oh boy, this movie struck a chord. Sean Sean the Sheep. Farmageddon. Sweet. Love it. I'm thinking of many things. We have a whole podcast. I'll Be Gone in the Dark. Great miniseries on HBO. Go check it out. Michelle McLaurin. And Slave Play. Reddit this year. Great. Things I already saw, but just helped me this year. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. When Harry Met Sally.
0: Yeah.
1: The Sound of Music. Citizen Kane. Eyes Wide Shut. Binging with Babish. Uh, the YouTube series. Those others were movies. Um, <laughs> Game of Thrones. We have two okay. podcasts on those. We do. M. Night Shyamalan's. Uh, filmography, we have a whole podcast on that, and Pixar's filmography. Those were just some things I want to shout out. Uh, How about you, Sam? Lovely.
0: Um, Yeah, I have a couple movies, a couple TV shows, uh, some music, and some video games, and a podcast. Ooh. Uh, I'll do movies first. Uh, uh, I watched uh, The Farewell, which we did a podcast on at the beginning of the year fucking great we did do this at the beginning of the year i was yeah. like we didn't do this at the beginning of the year it was the beginning of last year who no. <laughs> uh uh the farewell uh also the favorite uh mm. which i watched and it was amazing uh and the platform i just really liked uh it's very fun those are all movies to check that out yeah mm. it's fucking it's good man mm-hmm. it's on netflix TV shows. Uh, I watch Broadchurch. Broadchurch is really good. I love David Tennant and Olivia Coleman. Mm -hmm. Uh, Chernobyl also very very good. Um, Those are the oh, and I rewatched Russian Doll this Mm. year as well, which was oh, I love that show. Um, Video games. I want to shout out uh, Spider Man Miles Morales uh, because it's really good. It's just it didn't make it to my top ten. Other stuff was better. Um, but it's really good. And I sort of feel obligated to shout out Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I've spent like
2: 115 hours <laughs> playing that game. Um,
0: and it's good. It's fun. I don't know. I just feel obligated to because it's uh, taken up over 100 hours of my life this <laughs> this year. Yeah. Um, I also want to shout out uh, The Adventure Zone, uh, a consistent, wonderful podcast. I got a fucking tattoo of it this year. So that means a lot yeah, to me. Yeah, baby um and uh a weird one uh stars without number ah. a game that that uh, i've been running for my roommates and andrew and his roommates um for the past few months and it's just meant a lot to me i very seriously considered putting it on the list but i realized that it would be sort of hard to talk to to other people yeah yeah um but i did want to i did want to mention how much playing that game and and running and playing games with my friend and board games in general like i could put board games on as one of my things on my list because it was just like i could have put among us on there among us is so fun and also stars i love stars it's great games
1: with friends yeah always on every
0: list yeah playing games with with friends is is the best um so those are our Shoutouts, by God. Love uh, God! So, so do we want it? So, we want to go like one, one, and sort of talk about each one as they come. I think I that's the of, way to go.
1: But unless you have another way,
0: I'd love to no, hear. No, 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 that's great. I have a couple of questions that I want to ask both of us on each of our things. Okay, to sort of give a bit of structure as we go. Then I have a sort of bigger question that. I probably should have asked you about before we started recording um but i think we can get to that at the end and then i have a couple like very specific questions for you Ooh, okay as i was going and i have them all written down i'm very prepared this week oh ready my guy for once <laughs> i'm pre- i'm the prepared one look at me look at me, <laughs> look at me. i'm looking at you <laughs> i'm the prepared one now um where's so do, he? Do you How wanna, was his 2020 yeah, I don't know. Remember when Tom Hanks had COVID? That was crazy. Yeah, remember when Tom Hanks had COVID? That's where it went downhill. <laughs> uh, do you um, want to go first? Of
1: course, I'll go first. Thanks, buddy. Um, my number ten is Bad Education. Um, it was my favorite movie of last year that I saw that I knew came out last year. Um, yeah. I loved it. We have a whole podcast on it. Um, again. All we do is self-promote, if you don't know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But no, I think it's a beautiful film. I think Hugh Jackman gives a really great performance. Allison Janney kills it like she has been doing for the past 20 years. Um, It's true.
0: And yeah, no, I was a very, very big fan of this movie. I loved it. I'm sorry that I didn't like it. (laughs) I get it. I wanted to, like, I think we're going to have more in-depth conversations with like later things on our list, but I wanted Mm -hmm. to talk about all this stuff. I just don't have anything else to say about that movie. I haven't thought about it since we ended that podcast. Mm -hmm. I get it.
1: No, no. I understand. I completely get it. Um, But I'm a very huge fan. I highly recommend to watch it on HBO right now.
0: Yeah. Uh, And then my two... I have two questions for you. Mm -hmm. These are the questions that we're going to answer for everything on our list. Okay. Uh, when When about in the year did you consume this media?
1: Aw, dang, Sam. What is time? What was time last year? (laughs) June? May? Somewhere in June and May.
0: Okay. Uh, And then, uh, this is sort of either, either, it's a two it's a question that's sort of two questions. Mm -hmm. It will make sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what made you put it on your list? Slash why is it important to you? Ooh,
1: okay. Um, for Bad Education, I... I think it just took me by surprise. It was, I think, at the time, the first new movie we watched. Uh, me and my roommates. I could be wrong, but... hey. Okay. Um... <coughs> Garden. um i it just really touched me i love the filmmaking of it whenever a filmmaker can have a tone um i'm always sucked in and i think it was just one of those movies that just hit me at the right time in the right place i was just sad enough and just like what's the point of all this than seeing a movie of what's the point of these educators if they only think about themselves? And I'm like, yeah, it does be like that. <laughs> um, Of course, lifelong Hugh Jackman stand. So yeah. anytime he graces the screen, I'm like, ooh, gotta watch it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it just really just touched me because it was the first new movie I saw that year after what invisible man the hunt had to be the hunt
0: uh uh horse girl
1: horse girl did horse girl come out 2020 yeah ah um it was just that it was that shock of seeing a new thing and how much i i liked it um that's great yeah that's um
0: those are great answers
1: Woo. Before we go on, Keith, tell me those answers. I would just like to write them down, just so the I can questions? Think yeah about yeah. them. Yes,
0: your number ten, uh, Sam. Yeah, my number ten um, is a TV show that that has popped up in conversation throughout the year on our podcast. Um, it's a little it's a little show. Might have heard of called "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." Uh, Woo! I love this show, man. I I. I got all caught up on it and i've like rewatched it like three times throughout the course of 2020 i'm like in the midst i'm nearing the end of my 3rd rewatch. re-watch
2: mm-hmm.
0: um it's just a good show it's just good and it's always funny it's always sunny it's always funny <laughs> hey that's um, why hey look at that <laughs> hey look at this um I just I, I really like it. It it's a, a show that I've always sort of revisited. It's one of the ones that I sort of have playing when I do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just good. It's just funny and good and, and it gets better as it goes, which is insane. I'm in like season twelve right now, and they like they kick season twelve off with the musical episode, and I was like, I can't believe they did this twelve seasons in, and it gets better after this. Mm -hmm. It's kind of just astonishing. Um, Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I said this on one of the episodes, but I'll say it again. Um, It's so funny that um, recently when Disney did the investor meeting uh man disney owns it's always sunny that's crazy um they were like hey they it's always FX? sunny yeah fox oh Dane devito's um, a disney princess yes he is yes he is um but he was already a disney princess from dumbo right right, <laughs> right. fuck <laughs> <laughs> um what was that God, yes dumbo you know when it's always sunny was re uh, renewed for four more seasons. Uh, my roommates were they don't watch the show and they were like, "Yeah, four more seasons." And they're on their fourteenth season. Is it getting better? Because you know shows usually get worse when they go on. Yeah, for oh, it, it, usually
0: years. a show hits its peak like seasons like four, five, mm-hmm. sometimes six, and then it's just it's a tank. Right. After. Or if it's not bad, it's just consistent.
1: Yeah. It's just consistently fine yeah. through its time. And yeah. It's
0: Always Sunny is getting better with each Actively. season. Actively so much better each season. It's insane. Like, there's that moment in the in the season. I think it's season 13. The first episode, like, Dennis isn't there. Mm-hmm. And it's and um then, Mindy Kaling. Yeah, Mindy Kaling yeah. is there. And it's like, this is sort of a weird energy. I don't know what's going on. Then the second episode is that escape room episode. And that's really weird. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really land. And then the rest of the season is incredible. It's like, why? You start off with these two week episodes. And I was so worried when I first saw that season. Because I was like, oh, man, have we have we hit it? Has It's Always Sunny finally gone down the drain? Are we finally in the, in the shit? But then it just keeps getting better. And then it ends with the Waiting for Godot episode. And it's like, mm-hmm. oh, never mind. This is actually incredible.
1: And the episode that shook me, because for a lot of time, I was like, yeah, it's always funny. It's a show. It's good. It's funny. Yeah. It's, I think it's the end of season 13. It's Mac finds his pride. And I'm I think like, 14? Is it 14? Yeah, let um, me check. I have it on my computer. Either way, it's like, as I tell people all the time, like, you know, Seinfeld, imagine Kramer just at the end of its. 13th or 14th season had a beautiful dance about his sexuality. Or Joey from Friends. Or,
0: I don't know, Frasier. No, nah, I don't oh, know. No, is, sorry, that is, the episode, that is the end of season 13. The Waiting for Ooh. Godot episode is the end of 14. Ah. um, It's
1: outstanding. It is stunning. That a show that has never took itself seriously chose to take itself. the The outdated joke that they had. They were like, oh no, we're not just going to toss it to the wayside. And no, just be like, oh no, times have passed, alright, we're done with this. They force you to evolve. I'm curious what they're going to do with Blackface. You no, know they're going to do something. You know they're going to talk gotta, about it. They've
0: got to talk about it. I'm
1: like, those guys over there, everyone, who whoever, whoever writes all the
0: show, they are mm, 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 mm. Yeah. Uh, they have a, a really great writing team, which includes the people on the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is fucking, ah, I love It's Always Sunny. I could talk about that show forever. It's so good. Uh, but and, we got to move on. Mm-hmm. I, oh, I should answer the question. Yes. <laughs> uh, I consumed it at, like, the very early, be- like, February-ish. Was mm-hmm. I did my first one. I did another rewatch sort of during the beginnings of quarantine. I want to say April, May. Mm-hmm. And I'm currently in another one. And I've been but this one's lasted quite a while. So like October to now. Yeah. I'm still sort of watching it. Um is when I consumed it. Uh and I put it on my list because it is all the stuff that we just talked about, it's getting better. It's it's confronting its own past. It's fucking funny. Like I don't know. It's just <laughs> funny. Like it's just good. Thing. It is funny, yeah. What are the rules is, like, it gets stuck in my head for, like, a week after I see that episode every time. What are the rules? What are the rules? What are the rules? What are the rules? It's what great. are the rules? Um, um, yeah. When you just turn black and you can't turn back, well, you gotta go and find out the rules. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's amazing. It's so good. Um, so, yeah, it's just important because it's just been funny and good mm-hmm. all year. What are they
1: gonna do with blackface?
0: That's why I've been.
1: I'm like. I I'm hope they so... nail nail the landing. Whatever. Yeah. Because they can't do it anymore. We're past it. We can't. For yeah. culture's sake, they can't. Much like with uh, Max sexuality. So yeah. what are they? How are they gonna? Uh, but yeah, you're right. We need to press forward. We need press to move forward. On.
0: Uh, mm- your number nine.
1: Number nine um, was a miniseries that a lot of people watched. Uh, yeah. this quarantine, at the beginning of this quarantine, The Last Dance. um yes. This was chronicling the 92 to 96 Bulls, I want to say, and just the roster and, of course, the most famous player of all time, Michael Jordan, and yeah. Scottie Pippen and Dennis Rodman. Um, I just watched it because, you know, what am I going to do? Either be in my room and hear other people have fun or just join them. Right. Yeah. (laughs) At first I had no interest. And I think above all, it's just a well-made documentary. Yeah. I think it is a well-made and Michael Jordan did produce it, I believe. So it's not as critical as I would want it to be, but it is more critical than I thought it would be. If that makes sense. Sure. Um,
0: yeah, what what I know you saw a few episodes. What did you think? Yeah. So so you you had me watch the first episode and I watched bits and pieces because my roommate watched it over the summer. Mhm. Uh and I watched like the final episode when he watched it because it was he was just like, "Can I watch this on the TV?" and I was like, "Yeah, I don't give a shit." Like Mhm. I'll just sit here and do whatever. Um and I thought it was interesting. I just I have no interest. I have absolutely zero interest in any sports. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, so I found it hard to get into. Um but it is it is cool to see someone who is just the best at what they do. And you just sort of watch that for a while and it's kinda crazy. Like it's yeah. just like, yeah, this person he was just he's just the best at what he did. Also no shout out
1: Shout out to the NBA Finals. Watching LeBron is the same thing. It's it's yeah. just like, wow. Can I can I be a director? Can I act? Because I know I'm fine at it. But I also know I'm not the greatest of all time. And yeah. I know art and sports are two different things, but um just watching Michael Jordan or watching LeBron and seeing them play and seeing them play so effortlessly is it is outstanding. It's yeah. Um. Also, thirty-five millimeter baby. Ooh wee, ooh wee. <laughs> get me in it. Yes, please. I want to be in the frame sometimes. Um. Yeah. I. I. I'll answer those. Your the questions. Why? Yeah, when, when did I watch niche, it? I mean, niche. I could easily look this up. I would love to say April May. It was t- actually. I know for a fact it was April May.
0: Um Great. because of life. Um yeah. and and why, why is it on your list? Why is it important to you?
1: It, it's one thing that I love with with any media is when I walk away and go, Yeah, that was fine. And then the whole week, that's the only thing I'm thinking about. Yeah. I'm just thinking about, you know, Michael Jordan's and Scottie Pippen's relationship. How that, you know how I feel that way in my life, both as Michael Jordan and as Michael and Scottie Pippen, um, how Dennis Rodman was just a guy who was good at basketball that he was like, yo, let's just party. Um, I forget the name of the white guy. I feel so bad, but he, he is the coach of the golden state warriors. And he's also a great pill pe- player. Stephen Nash. I could be wrong. That could be a serial killer. I just name dropped. I don't know. <laughs> um, um, Yeah, no, all their stories and learning about what led to that moment, it really gave me a new appreciation for sports and just documentaries in general. I really, really fell in love with that series. That's great. And what about your number nine? Oh, what were you going to say? I'm glad you enjoyed it. (laughs) I am glad as well.
0: My number nine is a weird one. Mhm. Uh it is the video game Hollow Knight. Uh it is a for those people so we haven't talked about video games a whole lot on this show because we're a movie yeah. podcast and I'm um, not a video gamer. And Andrew doesn't play video games, so I don't get a chance to spout off about video games a whole lot um, until this list. There's a lot of video games on it. Played a lot of video games this year. I spent most like most of the con- the time I spent consuming art and media this year were video games mm-hmm. because I finally had the time I could just yes. sort of sit down for an afternoon and play something um and not feel like I oh I need to do laundry I need to do my dishes I need to you know give mm-hmm. groceries I need to go do this I need to relax I need to I need to be blah, blah, blah. a
1: productive human being in our society yeah
0: I could just sort of sit and relax and play a video game mm-hmm Um, And Hollow Knight, for those people who don't play video games or don't know anything about video games, Hollow Knight is a 2D side-scrolling game. It is Mm. in the genre known as Metroidvania, um, which basically means you start off and you have a a very simple set of abilities. And that gives you access to a certain part of the map. And then you go along and you like fight some bosses or whatever. And then you get like a new ability, like you get a dash and now you can jump over longer (coughs) gaps and you can Mm -hmm. dash over spikes that you weren't able to get over, over before. Mm -hmm. And so now you have access to more of a map and okay, now I have to go to this new area and fight new enemies and fight a new boss. And now I get, Ooh, now I have a double jump that lets me get to a whole new part of the map. And it's that sort of the loop of, of this game. Um, And Hollow Knight also sort of falls into a souls like genre, Mm -hmm. (laughs) which basically translates to um, like set checkpoints uh, that whenever you die, you go back to the same spot until you find a new one and you have to like rest there. Um, And if you die, you lose all of your souls or Geo or whatever
2: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, until you go back and find where you died. And collect them again. Yes. And you get one chance. Um, and it's also just like very difficult combat. It's just
1: mm-hmm.
0: hard to do. Um, um, Can I ask
1: you a question? Yeah, for sure. How you say it's hard to do. And now yeah. I know a lot about a video game named Dark Souls. And that yes. is famously so that's,
0: hard to do. Yes, yes, yes. So that's, that's where the Souls-like genre comes from is Dark Souls. Okay. Okay. Is that just like punishingly hard, huge boss fights?
1: I, I yeah. remember in our youth. I think you said you didn't like Dark Souls because how crushingly hard it was. And I could yeah. be misremembering.
0: What's, no, you you are. I you am are correct.
1: Very true. Um, yes. What's the difference? What's what's the what makes one number nine on your list
0: and the other just a video game? Um, Hollow Knight, I, the art style really intrigues me. It's mm-hmm. gorgeous. It's like all this like hand-drawn, um, you're like a little bug guy. All the creatures that you fight are bugs. You're in mm-hmm. this like, yeah, it's just this really interesting thing. I'm much more engaged in a Metroidvania sort of game. That sort of style of like you you get a new power, a new ability, a new key to unlock a new part of the map and now I can go explore this new part of the map and blah blah blah. Um and Hollow Knight was just really good. And it was hard in a way that I that I felt like I was getting better at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I felt I could feel myself like, okay, yeah, I know how this works. I could pull off harder and harder like tricks and maneuvers through the world. There's this one part of the world where It's this huge, long stretch that just goes like left or right. And the bottom is just covered in in metal spikes that if you hit them, you take a damage and you get plopped back at the very beginning. Mm. Um, But in Hollow Knight, you have this ability with your sword where you can, if you attack straight down, if you hit something with your sword, you'll sort of bounce. Mm Mm-hmm. And so this is a way that you fight a lot of enemies. You have to, like, jump on them and sort of hit them from above and bounce off their heads and stuff. Um, But that is also the only way you can get across this huge stretch of spikes. So you, like, jump and dash, and then it's just, like, bouncing off these spikes by constantly attacking straight down Mm -hmm. uh, and moving slowly over and, like, fucking up and having to go all the way back and, like, all this, like, just over and over again. Um, but I found myself able to do them Mm -hmm. uh, in a way that I had never done before. And it's just like, it just is fun. And I like, I, I did like the extra hard ending where you fight like an extra unnecessary boss, because I just sort of stumbled into some of the stuff that you had to do to get there. And I was like, well, I might as well just do it all and go fight this other boss. And I, remember, you know, just smashing my head against it for days on end until I finally did it, and it felt amazing. Mm-hmm. And it actually led me to play a Dark Souls for the first time. I played Dark oh, Souls okay. 3 and beat it because of Hollow Knight. Because Hollow Knight like, was like, hey, here's a little introduction to that sort of game and that sort of feeling and that sort of experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it just, it opened me up to being mo- much more willing to try something like like an actual dark souls yes okay um so yeah i played this very early on in the year like january through march um april ish i played it um and yeah that's sort of it was important to me because it was it was a triumph like it felt like i accomplished something mm-hmm. uh, and that's why it's on my list because it just felt good like it just felt good to do i'm, I'm glad that that is important it's yeah, and just, I might actually, yeah. I might actually replay it. The thing about all the games on my list, I'm probably gonna replay all of them. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. because um, I got, I got Hollow Knight. It was free on PlayStation like last month, <clears> so <throat> I, now I have it on PlayStation, not just Switch. So I might play it on the PlayStation because why not? Yeah, I don't know, but Hollow Knight is incredible. If you play video games, I highly recommend it. I've like gift I've like gifted this game to two of my friends because <laughs> I'm like it's so good. That's awesome.
1: I did when I was watching the video essay and some of the gameplay. It does look beautiful. The the yeah, it's
0: style so pretty, right? It is very yeah. very beautiful. Um, number eight. Yeah, you num- your number eight. The one thing on your list that I was told to to watch and I could not watch. So oh have yeah, to tell me that all was, about it. Um,
1: yes. Yeah, so over the garden wall. Um, we watched it for Halloween or sometime around Halloween Um, and for the show Justin he was like Andrew you'd love the show you'd love the show and I was like sure I'll watch it and his big selling point was that it's like it's very short the entire it's a miniseries and the entire miniseries is like two hours Um, Yeah, and it's some of the most inspired animation i've seen in a while the show came out in 2014 i believe 2014 2013 um it completely went under my radar i've never heard of it and it's just about these two boys i'm trying to not to spoil it i'm trying to think how to talk about it and not spoil the whole show so yeah i know one of them has a
0: pot on his head or a kettle on his head
1: or something yes (laughs) And one's uh, voiced and the other's voiced by Elijah Wood. Um oh, dope. You know, that cool nerdy boy. Um, it's about two brothers who are try or who are going on a quest and their ventures along the way. That's the best way I can describe it right now. But okay. it sounds a lot more fun than what I'm saying. Like the people they meet are so rich. Um the the uh, it's also a, it's a Halloween show, so there are like scares and it's legitimately creepy and 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 not horrifying. It is for children, but there's a lot of images that are really creepy and makes your skin crawl. Um, hmm. And above all that, it's just a very sweet story about two brothers that that they really know how to handle and capture.
0: That's great. Um, yeah. So you watched it in like around Halloween as well? I
1: believe so. I believe maybe like the week before Halloween we watched it. Cool. And it was, you know, the COVID depression went in waves. Yeah. And I believe when I watched it, it was one of those hard, hard waves. And it was just one of the greatest two-hour escapisms. <laughs> I, it's not a word, but I just said it. Um, no, escapisms. It. I've had this whole quarantine. It was so uh, captivating. And, you know, some movies that we watched, I was like, yeah, yeah, I yeah, will watch it. What was Twitter saying? You know, I was just yeah. on my phone the entire time. But this was uh, a show that I didn't want to pick up my phone. I did it, I I was completely engaged the entire time. Yeah. You don't get a lot
0: of that <laughs> sometimes. Yeah, especially this year it was mm. hard. I found it really difficult um to always focus on a thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Um Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm I, yeah. I really want to watch it. If you I have, have a chance old, check it out. I've been told by like 5 different people that I would like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just like, I don't have $20 to buy it. I don't know. Yeah. I get that. Yeah. But I want to watch it. I'll let you, I'll let you and the podcast know when you do, when I do. Uh, my number 8 is a podcast called My Brother, My Brother and Me. McBig Bang. Uh, Mebimbam. Bam. Big Bam. Yeah. Uh, uh, my brother, my brother and me is a comedy advice show, uh, made by the McRoy brothers. They are very famous in the podcast space. Um, I love, I've been a fan of their content since like 2014. Uh, I love, I love all their stuff. Monster factory is incredible. Um, all their podcasts, their TV show, um, the adventure zone, the thing that I shouted out earlier, like. I have a tattoo of one of their podcasts on my body. Um, And my brother, my brother, me is a show that comes out every Monday. uh, And it's an hour long. And it's just, for me, has been this consistent. I listen to it every week. And it's just been consistently a part of my life this year. Mm -hmm. Um, And to hear other people who make content the same way that we do who do comedy uh, that has inspired me in so many ways to hear them struggle with this year in the same way that I have mm-hmm. while putting on a happy face and like doing a podcast and making goofs and and being funny and just trying to to get through it all <laughs> um has been great and there have been you know episodes where where they're just a little bit losing their minds i had andrew listen to one of them uh mm. where they <laughs> talked about war, war with, grandpa with grandpa for an hour <laughs> um and it's clear yeah they're just kind of losing their minds at that point cuz that was mm. in september like you know, it it's a rough time, and they all have kids and fa- and like families, uh, so it's just been them dealing with that and and just you know getting through it, just going through it all, and and it's helped me a lot. Every week, I just listen to them for an hour, mm-hmm. and it makes it nice. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, no, brother, that's great. Friend. So I listen I, to it every week <laughs> in the entire year. <laughs>
1: And um, yeah, just for the history, they're like probably the biggest podcasters.
0: They're up there,
1: yeah. Um, like, they're, you're either a Joe Rogan or a or a McElroy's brother fan, y- it, it seems like that.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like if you if you don't if you listen to Joe Rogan, like like there's Joe Rogan, true crime, and the McElroys yeah these are the three pillars of podcasts yeah isn't that something
1: um man people out there if you're listening you want to make a podcast do something make that fourth pillar i believe in you do it
0: yeah um (laughs) uh yeah i just i just love this fucking podcast yeah um yeah. So so it's important to me cuz it has just been a consistent piece of happiness every yeah. week. I
1: a get an nugget. hour
0: of of McElroy just fucking injected into my fucking <laughs> soul. <laughs> yeah, no.
1: That's awesome. I'm I'm so glad. A little nugget in a horrible 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 year. A little nugget every Monday.
0: Yeah. A little golden yeah. Nugget. yeah, especially like in the early stages, I had this ho- this horrible infection for the first few weeks of, of lockdown, um, and just being able to like put it on my phone and just like lay there and not do anything for an hour was like, ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, number seven. Seven.
1: Um, I'm gonna shout out those small acts. Now Small I am a cheater. X. Every every year I cheat some way or another. I haven't seen all all of it, um, but I have seen two, and those two deserved to be on the
0: list because holy smokes, it is! You watched Mangrove and Lovers Rock. Lovers Rock. Okay, yes. I only watch. I watched Mangrove yesterday. Okay, um, I didn't get a chance to watch Lovers Rock. I want to watch it, but I yeah. haven't gotten a chance to.
1: Yeah, no. I want to watch. I can only imagine the other three, uh, whatever you want to call them—movies, shorts, episodes. I don't care. This year, everything has a pass. Um, <laughs> I don't care. Whatever you want to call it, I bet they're amazing and some of the great feats of filmmaking. I like in Mangrove. Spoilers for Mangrove. I don't know. Skip ahead like seven minutes. Um, that moment where he, they're getting the, uh, the, I should know what's called, you know, when you're in court and it's like, all right, guilty, the verdict. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, you know, when you're guilt, when you're innocent or guilty and they have to read off everything to everyone. Yes. And it just pushes into our babe guy's face is... So beautiful and so inspiring. And the moment before that, when they're just in recess and they're waiting in the room, and it looks like a painting, and there's one guy smoking up, there's other people talking in the corner, one person's just looking out the window, and it's like a 10 second scene. It's move again, move theatrical films or Netflix films, they don't get that level of attention that Steve McQueen gives to just one of these five uh, installments. i It's jaw-droppingly amazing. And uh, Steve McQueen has always been one of my favorite directors. Widows kind of disappointed me, and then this just shot me right back up. Uh, what, What did you think of Mangrove? If it wasn't for you, it wasn't for
0: you. It's totally cool. The filmmaking is incredible. Mhm. Steve McQueen is a he is a fucking like a beast of cinema.
1: A filmmaker, he's a filmmaker. Yeah. <laughs> some people are directors and some people are filmmakers.
0: Yeah. Steve McQueen is a goddamn filmmaker. I had I had issues. Uh I I didn't really like the script. I didn't really like some of the some of the performances. Mhm. It just did that. Those didn't land for me. For mangrove mm-hmm. specifically, I haven't seen Lovers Rock. I haven't seen any other other ones. Mm-hmm. It just didn't work for me. Yeah, I felt some of the script was awkward and weird, and I was like, "Why?" Okay, mm-hmm. um, I felt some of the performances were were not fitting with the with the film. Um. I mean, don't get me... Don't get twisted. Our main... Our main boy and Letitia Wright fucking... Killed it. Killed it. Yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. The guy from Black Mirror killed it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but some of the other smaller characters, I just was like, eh. I don't, yeah. I don't know, it's not... I'm just not vibing. I'm just not vibing with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was still good. I'm glad it's on your list because it made me watch it now rather than in a month yeah <laughs> um
1: when i watched it it was september august i saw lovers rock first justin got a uh screening and it was a drive-in screening for lovers rock and i saw it then and then probably like a month ago we all watched mangrove together together yeah and mm. Yeah, no, it, it it just hit me both times. I remember we were in the drive-in. I'm not the smallest person in the world. And I was sitting in a car very uncomfortably. And I was like, oh my gosh, the seat, the chair, my legs. Uh, And then the movie just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. But watch, here you go. And <laughs> you forget about it. You just forget. I forgot about my surroundings and I was watching a movie, man. Uh. Yeah. It was great. That's one reason why it was important. And also, you know, this year was uh was tough for black people. <laughs> it was it was uh uh especially tough for black people. It was nice to see, you know, I could say yeah, some of the best filmmaking done and it's specifically by and for black people. And yes. I, I I dig it. I dig it, Steve. Yeah, Steve. I need a shirt that says that. I dig it, Steve. <laughs>
0: um, cool. Yeah, my number uh, seven. You're number seven. Uh, Greta Gerwig's Little Women.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: I can't believe it took me this long to watch this movie. I'm sorry to everyone. I would have been talking about this for months. Um. But Andrew saw it early, and then we didn't do it on the podcast, and then other stuff kept happening. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of sucked. Uh, but I fucking love this movie. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Um, it's just... Yeah, I described it to Andrew and and other people as it feels like a warm hug next to a fire that's what like the whole movie just feels like this this cozy evening um and in a year where things were not cozy and things fucking sucked <laughs> it was it was hot and crowded but yet cold and lonely all yeah. at the same time all all at the same time <laughs> little women just like Came in and was just like, hey, it's okay. Just like wrap yourself up in a little blanket. Have a cup of tea. And just like chill. Just have a nice time. Mm -hmm. I also think that like it's just incredible filmmaking. I think Greta Gerwig did an incredible job with the adaptation. I think all the performances are are so wonderful. I sort of get lost in like in it all. Mm -hmm. I, I like it's it's only after the movie is it's like the very first scene I'm like oh yeah it's Cersei Ronan and then the rest of the movie I'm like I don't care who she's anybody Joe. is yeah she's Joe and that and it's and Emma Emma what who her who her mine who yeah um Florence pew pew also I I'm... I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'd also like to say, I don't know what episode I said it, but it was sometime in March of 2019. I said it. She was going to get nominated for an Oscar, and she did.
0: Yeah. Oh, she's... Oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, yeah, I just... I I get lost... Like, I've watched this movie twice now. I just sort of get lost in it mm-hmm. um, while it's happening. Um.
1: Can I ask you a question? Um, yeah, of course. What's, have Was this your first... Uh, experience or yeah first time experiencing Little Women have you ever read the book or
0: seen any of the my, adaptations? my first and only so far ah, is experience this... of, of the Little Women mm-hmm. um
1: yeah it was it was great for speaking for me it was great revisiting it I watched it like two weeks ago and I agree with everything you said it's it's
0: very very good movie yeah. very good filmmaking it's just good And Um, Laura Dern and Bob Odenkirk should be everyone's mom and dad forever. Can I say one thing though? What's up, Bob?
1: Bob Odenkirk is miscast. He he's what it 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 completely takes me out of the movie every single time. Every single time, I'm like, why is Bob Odenkirk here? What what is this?
0: (laughs) Every single time, I'm like, I love it. I love when he shows up. 2019 television star, Bob Odenkirk. Are you ready for Bob Odenkirk to be John Wick in his new yes, movie? Yes, I'm
1: so happy. <laughs> remember Mr. Show? I
0: fucking love Mr.
1: Show. The entire time I was watching that trailer, I was like, dang,
0: remember Mr. Show? Remember, Who would have Remember thought? America Can, Will, and Should Blow Up the Moon? Remember that? uh classic yeah i just i loved little women i didn't watch it until the fall sometime and then i rewatched it again in the past week or so Mm -hmm. um and yeah it was just it both times it was i watched it when i was in a weird mood and it just sort of said like hey it's okay just sit down and and enjoy for two hours and enjoy yeah just have a nice just have a nice time and I loved it both times. Um, yeah. So, Little Women. Everyone go watch it. It's very good. Uh, wow. Your number six. My number six would be
1: the great little animated show called Craig of the Creek.
0: It's Craig of the Creek. He's, He's got
1: I love it. I love it so much. Um, me and another friend of the show, Lupita we were like, yo, you want to watch something? I was like, yeah, I don't know we're usually true crime uh, oriented yeah, and we were at a place where we were just like ah, I don't want to do true crime right now <laughs> we can't do yeah. true crime Um, and we started watching Craig of the Creek and it's one of the greatest children shows I've ever seen in my entire life like It's so sweet and so earnest. I was one of those kids when you know I grew up. I was like, man, they ain't never gonna make anything better than Ed Ed and Eddie or or Foster's (laughs) Home or 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 uh, SpongeBob. SpongeBob is its own category. I don't even consider it. Yeah, SpongeBob. SpongeBob Early
0: seasons of SpongeBob is just like that's just special and good.
1: Is is the right people at the right time doing something. Spongebob yeah. is different, but like, yeah, they're never going to make anything better than Rugrats or, or cat and dog or yeah. cat dog. Um, but this show is on, on, on another level. I haven't seen any other children's show do anything like this. since, like, Hey Arnold, like it, it never holds a child's hand and goes, Oh, here's what we're doing. This is, it treats the audience with respect. And it also has fun. It, 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 in, in a, what's the word I'm looking for? Ignites? That's not a word. What do you like? Ignites? Yeah, that's, a, yeah. It ignites your imagination. It, it, it has its own logic and it does, it, it doesn't care what you think. But it does because it wants, it wants to just be liked and it wants you to, it's such a sweet
0: show. Ah, you watched a few episodes. Uh, Andrew has not, doesn't know my opinion of Craig the Creek. He refused to not. ask me about it. I want to watch the rest of the show so fucking bad. Andrew, it's so good. It's right. It's so, it's, I was like, I watched one episode and I was like, hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hey. I got sneeze. Oh. <laughs> and then I watched the second episode and I was like, I need to watch all of this show immediately. But I don't have like $100 to buy all the episodes. Yeah.
1: Stupid HBO Max,
0: right? Um, yeah.
1: What but I it's so good what episodes
0: I sent you? What were some of the episodes? Uh, the one where they go, they get takeout. Yeah, that one was fun. That was the first one I watched. Um, the one, the D and D episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the punk band episode. Yeah. And I feel like there was another one.
1: I probably spoiler alert for the show. I probably sent you something that was more fantastical. Um, like what I love about the show is that, like in one episode, there was a kid from the future, and it was a kid from the future. There was no oh, see, ya. my mom's calling oh, me for lunch. What, the
0: the uh, the haunted the haunted house the haunted dollhouse
1: yes, exactly. Where the house is just haunted. It is. Yep. There's a ghost. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. And how inclusive it is, how much it respects the 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 social progress that we are trying to get to. Um mm, mm,
0: mm, Craig of the Creek.
1: Do yeah, it special. Of the
0: Creek fucking slaps. It's so good. I want I wish I could watch it all. Like oh. right now,
1: I'm hoping that one day soon there will be a streaming service in Canada that will that will upload yeah. it.
0: I um, it. If it's on HBO Max, they can put it on Crave. Like it, it like, like Crave has HBO on it. Just put it on there. I will watch it all.
1: And Dad. also, the greatest thing about it, they're ten minutes. They're easy pops. They're ten, 10 minutes in and out. Let's go. <laughs> in and out. Let's go. You're done. Ah, Do you, uh, yes, of the creek. We're getting yeah. to that part of my list where I'm amped. I'm going to start doing this Hell all the yeah, time. Hell yeah, bro. Um, Hell yes. When I watched it, I really don't remember. I, it's somewhere okay. in the summer. Maybe June. Uh, it was but, definitely
0: before Halloween because you guys went as yes. the characters for Halloween. Which yes, I thought indeed, was adorable too. before I even knew what the show was. I was just like, <laughs> these are just good costumes. This is just a good little group of folks. Yeah. Uh, uh, uh um.
1: And yeah, I think I just said everything why it's important to me. I'm I'm so happy to know that the show exists. It's just that the beginning and end of why it's important to me. That I know yeah. somewhere out there there are children who are gonna watch this show and be inspired in yeah. whatever they do. If it's art and like if it's uh exploring in nature, whatever it is. It's and when it's they're amazing.
0: when they're like twenty five, they're gonna be like, Man, remember Craig of the Creek? <laughs> yeah snaps. yes yeah much like how uh, people people my age are like yo
1: hey Arnold was something different wasn't it Yeah, <laughs> hey Arnold like, was not was like... all real monsters <laughs> <laughs> uh... sometimes just people make really good show for children and
0: yeah this comes yeah. out of nowhere
1: um, um would you like to take a break now can I do my number six Oh, yes, I'm so sorry. I'm so do selfish. do my number six. And I'm then we so can,
0: selfish. And then at the midway, we can sort of take a break. Yes, please. My number six is another video game. Uh, it is called The Outer Worlds. Not The Outer Wilds. That's a different game. That's also supposed to be very good, and I'm very excited to play it. But it's The Outer Worlds. And not outer space. Um, it takes place in outer space, but... It does take place in outer space. Um, this is a, a, a sci-fi RPG, Um, made by the same people who made the original Fallout games uh, and Fallout New Vegas. And this was actually supposed to be another Fallout game, and then Bethesda was like, actually, fuck you, we're gonna go make a really bad Fallout game called Fallout 76, which is god-awful, don't play it. Um, And so they were like, well, we already sort of have a lot of the framework for that game, let's just sort of transition it into our own thing. They made this game, this wonderful game, called The Outer Worlds. It is like... The story is you are you uh, are woken up by this sort of uh, Rick Sanchez esque scientist uh, on a on a from like a cryosleep on this ship called the Last Hope, which is um, supposedly lost to time, uh, and it's a ship full of like a thousand or something people from Earth who were like the best scientists and fighters and um politicians and and all these sort of engineers and all those sort of people um they were sent on the ship called the last hope to find a new habitable planet uh but it got lost and then the scientist finds finds the ship and wakes you up he only has enough juice or whatever to to wake up one person Mm -hmm. um and then from that you sort of stumble into becoming the captain of a ship um uh and go on this sort of adventure um, dealing with uh, these mega corporations um, that have taken over these planets. Uh, and it is the story is is so wonderful, but but the the part of it that's that's really fun is that like you can go about it kind of any way you want. I went about my character like, like for instance, at the very beginning of the game, you run into a cop,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and one of your dialogue options is to say, "Hey, this like super highly dangerous wanted man just woke me up from cryo sleep. Here is his location." I don't know what that does because I didn't do it, but at the very beginning of the game, you can like completely change how it goes. Yeah, you can immediately turn in the guy who saved you. And I don't know what that means. I don't know how that goes. Because I was like, nope, this is my ship, blah, blah, blah. And I went about a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. But you can really, like, it was a, it was a role-playing game. And, and a lot of times when you play RPGs like this, you sort of self-insert. Like, you sort of make yourself in the game. And then you go, mm-hmm. like, well, what would I do? Um, but this game, sort of, from the get-go, I, it, it, it sort of instilled in me this feeling of, like, You should make a character and then play the character, not yourself.
1: That's awesome.
0: That's cool. cool. And and it doesn't say that at any point. It just sort of seems like that's the way to do it. Yes. Um, So (coughs) I came up with this character concept. I was like, I'm going to be this badass uh, Latina woman who, like, is compassionate and loving. Mm Mm-hmm until you cross her and she's like, no, I'm not going to take any shit. But, but she cares for people and she's fiercely anti-capitalist. Woo. Um, So every chance I got, I like fucked over the corporations and I helped people who, who needed help. And I was like, no, 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 let's tear down the system. Let's rebuild. Let's do all this stuff. Was how I played this character. And I got, you know, this very interesting ending of like, Deceiving people and and talking my way out of certain things and having to shoot my way out of other things and doing all this stuff, um. And and I really want to replay the game as a completely different person. Like I want to yeah. play it as mm-hmm. like this like smooth talking, like gunslinger, like, like James Bond. <laughs> yeah, like I want So so you have um all these stats. You can be good at like melee. You can be good at shooting pretty standard stuff, but there are like persuasion is a stat. Mm. And if you get your persuasion up high enough, you can basically talk your way through the entire game. You never have to shoot anybody. Mm. You can just walk up to people and be like, Hey, I'm supposed to be here. Cause I, I'm your new boss. And they're like, yep, I believe you. And you're just like, cool. I'm going to walk in here. I'm going to do my thing. Um, and, and the characters and the writing, all this stuff is like so wonderful. It is like an RPG that, that, It was the first, it was a first RPG in a long time that I felt like it was really fleshed out. Mm -hmm. Like any character you talk to has backstory. You can sort of talk to them and learn about them and be like, oh, you have like a whole life going on that I would never know about if I didn't talk to this random shop owner. Yeah. Um, And, and the characters are amazing and, and the storylines and the, and the quests that you go on my favorite is one of one of your first companion that you meet is this woman named Parvati. And she's really, she's this like really shy, really smart engineer who who you get to join your crew. Um, And then as you're going along, she meets the like head engineer of this big space station Mm -hmm. and very clearly has a crush. And then like a little while later, We'll sort of be like, hey, Captain, uh, when you get the chance, can can I talk to you? And then you're like, okay, sure. And then you like go over and you talk to them and they're like, so I actually, I got their number and we've been like texting each other for a while and I'm just really nervous. I really like her and I want to ask her on a date, but I just, I don't know how. <laughs> can you help me? I don't know what to do. Um, and then, a, as you sort of follow that storyline, you find out that she really wants to be with this person, but she's asexual and she doesn't mm-hmm. want to be rejected because she's asexual. Yes. And and you can and the way I played it was like, yeah, I'm compassionate. I, I like talked her through it. I was like, well, no, just be honest and open and and do all this stuff. And then by the end of the game, like because I kept Parvati, Parvati alive and I went through her whole quest, there's like this little epilogue and it like tells you like what everyone kind of does. And it's like, yeah, they like fell in love and got married. Like they had like a, like a whole life together. And it's like, oh, that's because I did something to do that. I didn't like if I didn't do X quest, if I didn't have her with me when I went to that space station, they never would have met. Yeah. That story never would have happened. Um and it's just really fucking good and I really I just really liked it. I played it pretty early on. I got it like for my birthday last year, so I sort of played it Late 2019 into early 2020. Um, and they re- fairly recently released a DLC for it that, I, that I'm really excited for. Ooh. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of on my list of like, I got to get back to that game. Mm-hmm. I'll restart it. I'll buy the DLC. I'll play through the entire thing as this different character. Um, just to see what happens. Just yeah. to see what's different, you know? No, that sounds like an awesome game. Yeah, it's great. Um, mm-hmm. I think you would actually really like it if you ever if you ever want to pick it up. Yeah, um,
1: no. Watching the video, I should say you sent me. I was like, ooh, ooh,
0: Yeah, just like again with any video game, like difficulty doesn't matter. It doesn't make you a, tr- a real gamer if you mm-hmm. play on normal or anything. Just put it on like the easiest setting. If you're if you're like ah, I'm not great at shooting, yeah. Just like do that and then go go about your business. And, and experience it because it's just good. It's just beautiful. Really I recommend it to anybody. Um. So that is halfway through our top 10. We both need to take a break. So we're going to take a break. Yes. Uh, and we'll be right back with our five, uh, five, five, to, five, one. five to one. Yes, sir. Uh, and we're back. What? Oh, no. Andrew's taking a sip of tea. And we're back.
1: And we're back, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Oh boy! Is there anything you want to in this in this mid episode chunk? Do you want to just keep going. Do you want to take a break? Do you want to talk about something else for a sec?
1: Another one of my honorable mentions that I forgot to mention: Fleabag. <laughs> I watched it this year for the first time. Fleabag. Fleabag was incredible. Yes.
0: Fleabag is incredible. Um. Yeah, that's, that was it. Oh, I watched Fleabag last year, so I couldn't put
1: it on my list. <laughs> but yeah, no, really, really great show that more people should watch. It is like, hopefully it'll be a, I hope in 50 years, kids will say, I get it. It's great, but it's not, you you guys overhyped it. I hope it stays with us, Fleabag.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, Fleabag, so good. That second season. It's something else. <laughs> it is something else indeed. Andrew Scott. Oh. Oh. I love you. <laughs> It'll pass. Fuck me up, bro. Oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, your number five. Would you like to go first? Just to switch I it feel- up? Like, I feel like we might talk about my number one more than we'll talk about your number one. Oh okay, I then... feel just because we did a whole, a whole episode on your number mm-hmm. one. Shh. <laughs> um, yes, I feel we like did. there's gonna be more to say. I can start, and then we can like do a little switcheroo or something. Uh no, nah, it's cool. Let's keep it con- consistent. Cool. Sorry, I got covered in it. My cat cuddled me the entire break. Mm, so you so got I'm some cat. cat hair. Yeah, that, it'd be like that. It like, gets up my nose and shit whenever Ebenezer cuddles me. I don't know how. Oh, no. Yeah.
1: Dang. you number five. Um, My number five is a film I watched earlier this year, I think. Or midway. Earlier in the pandemic, I should say. In the Mood for Love. 2000s in the mood for love. Uh let me pull up the director's name. I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, um, Carl Yeah. Carl Hey Sam, can you can you help can you help bro? Can you help brother out. <laughs> Carl Wynn Wong, that's what I want to say, but I could be wrong.
0: In the mood for love. It's
1: not Carl, but Car. Uh, Car Wong, Car Y. Car Wong? Wait, say it one more time. No. Wong. Wong. Car Y. Why is it first, Wong? Maybe I'm
0: on IMDb. Am I on the right movie? I'm on Letterboxd. Oh, it shows a different name on... on Well, it's the same name. It's just in China, they do the names. Ah. Backwards.
1: You learn something new every day, folks.
0: Um, hey,
1: this movie was incredible. I I I I saw it in like May, April, and I've quite literally thought about this movie every single day since then. It Damn. It is You watch this movie and you go, dang. Moonlight, hey. <laughs> hey, there you go, Barry, I know. <laughs> I feel the same way that Barry Jenkins felt once. Um <laughs> It was a movie that I think Justin recommended. Uh and you know, woo, alright, let's watch it. I'm in a mood for a foreign film, and it knocked my gosh dang socks off. It I've never seen more of an intimate movie, more of a a a Sometimes, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but sometimes you just need to feel a movie, and yeah. this is a movie that understands what it's like to be rejected, what it's like to ever even kind of have a fling for someone. To, the movie deeply understands that, um, and it's one of the greatest things I've ever witnessed. It was
0: incredible. And you watched it, Sam. I did. I watched it fairly recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had heard about this movie because of video essays mm-hmm. on YouTube. Um, just about movies. Um, so I was always sort of vaguely interested in it, and I watched it the other day. I quite liked it. I didn't love it. Mm-hmm. I, like, I get it. I was cool. It was good. Uh, yeah, Yeah. no. Yeah. yeah it yeah. just, it didn't, it didn't quite like, get me I guess. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, yeah, it just didn't. It wasn't quite there, but I quite liked it. I th- I did think it was very good. Um, I could see why. I saw why. I was like, yeah, I get why this is on Andrew's list. Like, mm-hmm. totally understand. Yeah.
1: Um, I can definitely say this, even though there are a few more movies on my list. I'll tell you why later. But this is unquestionably the best movie I watched this year, hands down. That's fair. Um. yeah it's was incredible um yeah i watched it i think i think i already said it it was like may i think maybe april um and it was just the the quite the movie i needed not even this year but the movie i needed for a while i guess that's just to really i don't want to spoil the film um, I knew nothing going in, so I recommend you do the same. Um, and yeah, it's so meditative. It is meditative. If you hear that in a review or read that in a review, and that turns you off, yeah, don't watch this movie. Definitely don't watch. It is a meditative, slow pace film. It's, ve-
0: it's like ninety minutes, and it's it feels very slow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um. I was, like, so excited. I was like, ooh, 90 minutes? I can knock this out so quick. And then I was, like, oh, no. this No, the okay. mov- <laughs> movie says no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. We got we to gotta stick here for a while. We got to stay here.
1: You know that feeling you have? So do these characters. Times 10. Feel it. <laughs> um, yeah. I really, really love this movie. It'll be a movie that I revisit for the rest of my life.
0: It's great. Mm-hmm. Number five uh, cool. for you, Mr. Bannigan. My number five is a TV show that we talked about on episode. Uh, it is the Watchmen HBO show. Oof. Um, I watched this like when we did it for the podcast, I watched it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then I rewatched it with my roommates. Um, sort of like late summer-ish. Um, It's incredible. It's like it's it's an incredible TV show front to back performances, score direction, writing like just absolutely amazing. Um, I rewatched a uh, God walks into a bar last night so that I could get, get it back into my, mm. into my body. And I was like, fuck man, this show is so good. <laughs> like it, it, um, People, people have described uh, my last thing, the outer worlds, uh, this way, and and um, I will describe Watchmen in the same way. People say the outer worlds feel like the way that if you play video games, um, Fallout Four feels like the people who played Fallout were like, yeah, yeah, I totally know why Fallout's good, like nu- nuclear explosions and 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 cool combat and shooting stuff and fifties, sixties sort of. Sci-fi stuff. That's what's cool about Fallout, right? Ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> um, which is not why Fallout is cool. Um, and The Outer Worlds feels like the people who made Fallout made a new game and they evolved those ideas and they kept expanding on them and they kept, you know, tearing them apart. In the same way that, I think I said this on the on the um, podcast that we talked about the, the show, the movie very much feels like someone who... Uh, read Watchmen and was like, yeah, I know why this is cool. Sl- like badass action sequences and and uh, explosions and shit. Right? That's the cool. Po- that's the cool part of Watchmen, uh, which is again not true. Uh, and then the people who made the Watchmen TV show very much seems like, oh, you understand why Watchmen is cool. It's criticizing, um, you know, the, these huge tenets of of entertainment and it's and it's exploring darker themes and and really big ideas. Um and it expands on those things and it keeps sort of building on them instead of just being like, yeah, I don't know. Some guy punches a dude's bone out of his arm. Like the more I think about that movie, the more I dislike it. Um, but the TV show just like is just it was the best made show i've seen in a long time just front to back i
1: totally agree i recently rewatched it with my mom whenever i went back to texas yeah. it was so nice going back into that world um <clears throat> i think this show has like six or seven great performances between Regina King and Yaya and 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 uh, Jeremy Irons, who who is your MVP? Just uh, talking about the whole
0: show, who who is your MVP for the cast? Probably Yaya. Mm-hmm. It's either Yaya or Regina King. Mm-hmm. So they're both so good, but I, I'm gonna probably say Yaya Abdul Mateen. Yeah. He's so good, like so good.
1: And that one, you know, I mean, it's been out for a year, so spoilers. But yeah, that moment when we realize he's Doctor Manhattan, it uh, makes so much sense, and a lot of it do is due to his acting ability. Um, yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. yeah. Um. Uh. I remember, like, when we were rewatching it, Yaya shows up for the first time. And I told my roommates, like, oh, watch out for this guy. Rising star. He's like, he's on his way. He's on his way to the tippy top. Yeah. And like for the first couple episodes, he's just kind of chilling. Like he's just being a good dad. He's mm-hmm. sort of hanging out, doing his thing. And they were like, why do you like this guy so much? And I was like, just fucking wait, bro. Just you. Just you wait. And then we get to uh, quite possibly the greatest episode of television ever made. A God walks into a bar. And they're like, oh, that's why. And I was like, yeah, dude, he's incredible. He's like the main reason I want to see Candyman. Yeah, no, incredible. <clears throat> because I want to see him just like rock out like on on a leading man situation. Yeah, no. When he like we talked about him when with Trial of Chicago 7, like when he leaves that movie, that movie gets a lot worse. For more than for more than just the reason that he has now left. But like when he's there, it's like, oh, damn. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's love it. Um, But if you want to hear more in-depth thoughts uh, immediately after we sort of watched it, we have an episode on it. Yes, we do. Way back, way back in the early (laughs) stages. (laughs) Almost a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck me, bro. Um, You're
1: number four. My number four is all or nothing Tottenham Hotspurs. Um, all or nothing is a Amazon series where they just follow a sports team for a year.
0: Yeah. I saw a bunch of them. Like mm. I just, cause I just was like, Oh, I'll just search all or nothing. And then it was like so yeah. many and I was like, Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and
1: Tottenham Hotspur. I moved in with again, friend of the show, Justin Jones and he's a huge Premier League fan. And we get this from our friend, uh, Thomas McGee. Shout out, Thomas McGee. Who, in our friend group, started this love with European uh, football. Um, and I, when we moved in last August, I was like, yeah, I'll watch a few games here and there. Why not? I'm not opposed. And I liked it. Um, one... I, I've been slowly over the past few years, like the past like six years, been falling in love with sports. When I was younger, I really wasn't into it, but I don't know. I'm now liking it, and one of the big reasons was watching uh, soccer because it's so fast-paced. It's so easy to follow. It's so <clears throat> great game. And uh, we started watching games, and then the year happened, right? And towards the end of the year, I want to say November, we watched this documentary. It was really interesting to see, you know, how when we moved, because basically the series starts where, when, uh, in last August, when me and Justin Lupita moved in together and the show ends with, uh last May, the May that just happened, and Corona, and it deals with that. And it was so interesting, you know, seeing their la- the last year of their life and remembering what I was doing then. It was so fascinating to watch on that standpoint. I just felt like I should s- explain that first. Uh, but also, it's just a good show. Their c- headquarters, the Hottnum-Totspur's headquarters seems so cozy. I loved every (laughs) every bit of it. Um, I, um, yeah, you did watch some of the episodes.
0: Uh, Yeah, you you gave me like three Mm -hmm. three episodes to watch. I thought it was fine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Again, I'm I'm not super big into sports. Um, and and you had me watch the the episode where the where COVID like happened. Yes, and I just I, I. the show was was trying seemed for a little while was trying to like make me feel bad for them and i'm like they're millionaires they're fucking they're fine i don't care yeah like i'm not i'm not gonna feel oh no these millionaire athletes have to have to stay home for a while and but by the end of the episode they're like back at the training center and like everything's fine for them like Mm -hmm. there's like obviously it's still like COVID is still happening but like they're just back at it, and yeah. it's like you were—you had to stay home for a month. Like, fuck off! Like, I don't care. <laughs> I
1: what I enjoyed from that episode was f- top to bottom. Every single human on Earth was affected that week of March. Oh yeah, I, sure. I think it was just interesting for everyone um, to go. What I'm gonna stop my life? Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Okay, yeah, <laughs> we'll see if that happens, yeah. and. Just that realization, seeing people that you know, rich and uh, influential. I guess they're influential to a lot of people. Um, it was just interesting to see that, and also um, it was interesting to see this team under new management and and feeling a lot of uh, uh, Jose M- Mourinho. No pochettino i get their names all mixed up i'm bad with names
0: um pochettino uh, you coach. were like you were like you you had me watch one episode and they were like this highlights my favorite player and then there's like four players in the episode and i was like i don't know who the fuck you're talking
1: ah about. yes I yes like, <laughs> um my favorite okay. my favorite player was young mean son ah cool um I don't know why, I just really related to him. There is one this I don't think they talk about it in the series, but in a game, there was one time where um, he uh, get, scored this beautiful, beautiful goal. Maybe they did show it in that. That's in the it, document. that's in the episode. It is, yeah. Okay, awesome. And it was just, it's like that LeBron Michael Jordan thing. Seeing someone just see knowing that there's ten people on that, you know, pitch, on that court. Not court field, um, and seeing that there is definitely one person that is better than everyone else, it's oh oh. it's why we live. It's human. It's humanity right there. It's history right there. <laughs> you understand? Um, again, I I knew. I didn't think this was gonna change your mind. I didn't think you were gonna be like Andrew. I'm gonna I'm gonna start following. <laughs> soccer now sports
0: yeah no of course i did i thought it was interesting i thought Mm. i don't know i think i think the last dance is a better documentary i do agree based on from just from what i've watched Mm -hmm. so i was sort of like i don't know it was it was a finely made documentary about something that i didn't particularly have an interest in Mm -hmm. which just sort of made it a bit more difficult to to get into. I did actually have a pretty uh, specific question for okay. you about this. This is something that I've honestly just in general been curious about for like a very long time. Cause I've never understood it. How do you become a sport, a fan of a sports team from a place you're not from? Oh yeah. Like I understand, like I totally understand. Like I'm from Edmonton. We have the Edmonton Oilers. I get, like, yeah, I'm from Edmonton. I like the Oilers because that's, like, my city. That's my people, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But if you've spent your entire life in, in Texas, Texas. <laughs> and, and, and New York, how how did you become a fan of a sports team from England and then specifically a team like the Tottenham Hotspurs, who are not one of the best, biggest yeah. Teams. It's not like there. I'm rooting like for I, Messi's team. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like I, like I understand people like from Canada because we don't really have the NFL. I understand them being like, yeah, I like the Patriots, or I like other good football teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, that exist probably. Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys. Steelers. Our team. Uh, uh, Dolphins. The Browns. I don't know. Sure. <laughs> But I'm just, I've always been so curious as to how that happens. Because, like, I mean, I'm not a sports boy.
1: For, I'll give you the answer, the, the the boring answer for Andrew Thomas. I mean, I just, Justin was a fan. And then I watched those games. And then I slowly sure. became a fan. I fell in love with the players. I fell in love with the coach. All that. Sure. Um, I guess it's... It's there's what, what I've learned a lot about sports is that it's a lot like a story, right? It's there's a narrative with each um, team. Each team has a story on you know how they got there what players were there what players were traded to another team because those traders were though because those players were traded to another team this team lost because they lost those players it there is a rich tapestry of of history with an all sports across the board um, and it's just you know looking into that and then choosing what Uh, team, you know, relates, you relate the most to. Or you just pick a team with your favorite player, right? Um, Sure. Yeah. I assume that's the other thing, right? I'm not a fan of the Lakers, but boy, I'm going to be watching all the Lakers games because of LeBron. So, Um, Yeah. When's the World Cup? When's the Women's World Cup? Ooh-wee. It just passed. That happened in 2019 so i guess 2023 yeah watch if double dip if you're only watching sports with men you're doing it wrong um i don't watch any sports <laughs> I, I know i don't know anything don't come at me sports. with that <laughs> i don't know nothing um but yeah no tottenham hotspur we watched it the like raptors are cool the raptors who are the raptors i'm assuming hockey
0: uh, Toronto basketball baby. Ooh, baby! Oh they yes, the, of course. They won the thing.
1: See, shows you how much yeah. I know about sports. They did win the thing, the finals. Yeah, not last year, but the year before last. Yeah, I was still in New York when it happened. Mm-hmm. <sighs> um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure I, I've said why it's important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was sure. a very nice thing. Time capsule. Of a time not too long ago. Um, It was fun to revisit. But yeah, I do agree. Last Dance is a better sports documentary.
0: Hands down. Heads and shoulders. My number four. Your number four. A show that you thanked me for putting on my list. Yes, I did. Uh, We also talked about this show in in an episode. The same episode that we talked about Watchmen in. uh, The Good Place. Uh the good place is incredible <laughs> it it's so good Andrew it's so good it's so good it's so good Sam I rewatched the finale just to like you know get back into it and mm-hmm. I like almost cried again and I was like I don't even have content I like I don't I don't even watch the rest of the show leading up to it I just watched this one episode and then Chidi's like picture away and i'm like i'm gonna die like i'm just gonna collapse right now um and i'm gonna die (laughs) and and one day in the future i will die yeah the good place is is a wonderful show for those who don't know it's a show um i guess if you don't know i don't want to spoil it for you go watch the good place yeah if you haven't watched the good place go watch the good place um and skip ahead, uh, like five, five, ten minutes. <laughs> um, the Good Place is is this great show. If and now, if you're listening and you haven't watched a Good Place, spoilers, spoilers, indeed. Uh, skip ahead, yeah, ten minutes Phil's right. Yeah, five, ten minutes. <clears throat> um, just the arc of that show of 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 it dealing with morality and life and death and all these different things in such a caring way it just was really special like as as especially like that that finale um, as someone who has thought about death a lot uh having a show that that treats uh, sort of this this almost suicide-ish moment of people's lives in the afterlife as something that is like special and, and a good thing because uh, they're just, they feel fulfilled and they just, they want to move on. I think it w- was nice. So many shows and stuff, like when they talk about suicide and, and that sort of thing, treat it as this really bad like don't do it it's so bad like you're going to hurt all the people that you love and all this stuff Um, and which I get I understand why people do that but I'm glad that a show like The Good Place exists to be like sometimes it's fine (laughs) yes it sucks but sometimes it's okay sometimes people have just lived their lives and they don't feel the need to keep doing it because they feel filled. They did all the things they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. They loved all the people they wanted to love. They did all the things. Like they they accomplished their goals and they just don't want to keep existing for no reason. Uh, and in a, and in the afterlife where you can spend you know, cheaty was like I I've, I've read every philosophy book out there. So now I'm going to read da Vin- the Da Vinci Code. Trash books. <laughs> um you know, Jason playing the perfect game of Madden as as a goal. Um, these things are, are are just so nice to to experience and and to see these characters that you love go through these wonderful arcs of of becoming better people and then helping other people become better people. And and the message of like, as long as you're trying to be a better person today than you were yesterday, then that's all you can fucking do. It's it's just nice. We talked about it a lot when we did the episode, but I rewatched it with one of my roommates over the summer. Um, it's just good. Yeah,
1: no, indeed. If I, if I can chime in, um, yeah, of course. I just it. I remember watching. I remember when the promos came out, and I was like, "This looks like Big Bang Theory in heaven." Pass. And then people were like, oh, no, the show's actually good. Then around the fourth season, or the third season, probably, people were like, this show's, like, good. Like, good, good. And I was like, I'll be the judge of that. Then I watched it. Then the finale happened. And it's my favorite show ever now. It's... It's It's so good. It is... um, A... A nice thing. It relates how a lot how I look at death. Where if, when someone dies, I'm just like, it's <clears throat> we we would be so lucky if we can only go back to the fabric of the universe. If that's it, if that's what death is, um, yeah. and the way I just see that finale is just like you, it's you determine your life. You yeah. you get that choice. You get to have that you you know you don't get to choose when you're born, but you get to choose when it's it's enough. it's, a, it's, it's life. Um, and it's it's coming with the terms that one day, one day we will just not exist. Our, us thinking, our humor, our our hunger and everything in between and past it will just not exist. So what are we gonna do? And and for a show to ask that question and also say we will never be cynical once is a never feat, once is a feat. For and we will make a, a poop joke while we're while we're doing it. It is yeah. yeah kudos to everyone who did that show. It, it, it is something special, and everyone should see
0: it yeah uh it's it's beautiful um and, and yeah i know it's a show that like i'm not gonna constantly re-watch but like i'll watch it you know mm-hmm. once a year once every other year and it will just be like yeah this is like just good it'll be a nice gentle reminder of like be- being a good person yeah <laughs> and yeah not being cynical and 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 just the kindness that it shows to everyone involved uh, is is wonderful. If yeah, if uh, you're if a demon can learn to be a better person, it's it's
1: what what
0: yeah <laughs> yeah it's so nice it's so nice. So yeah, I, I watched it a couple times throughout the year, and it, that's why it's important to me because it's in, in a world in a time in a world where everything fucking sucks. And it was like, no, no, no. no, All you want to do is be rude to people. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, 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 no. Let's be nice to each other. Let's treat each other with respect and kindness and move forward mm-hmm. better together than we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will yeah, say. it's a wonderful
1: I, world. It's so great. I will say one thing. Recently, I don't know why, I've been thinking of, it doesn't matter what he's done to me. He's a man in a hole. <laughs> I just been thinking of that doesn't matter. He's a man in a hole.
0: <laughs> it's great. I'm like, it's yeah, great. be like that sometimes. It do be like that though. <laughs> That's the thing. Be like- That's the thing. Be like that.
1: Uh, yeah. Good place. If yeah. the two of us go watch it. Go watch it. <laughs> we're telling you yeah. now. Um, yeah, number three. Your number 3. My number I'm nervous three. for this conversation. We've been kind to each other this entire time. Still be kind to me, Sam. <laughs> I know. <laughs> My number 3 is Interstellar. Christopher Nolan's 2014 Interstellar. Um this movie I remember when I first watched it and I was like, "Oh, that's it." Sure. Um, of my big line for years. I've been like, this movie would have been better if M Night Shyamalan directed it, because at least M Night Shyamalan gets emotion in a way that Christopher Nolan doesn't. Um, and I've been saying that, and I felt that way for years. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> right before Tenet, we just did Inception. Our my roommates, we all just watched the Dark Knight movies. I like recently watched like Memento or not Memento, What of a, a Prestige. So I was like, hey, I might as well watch all of Inter- uh, all of Christopher Nolan's movies before Tenet. And when I watched Interstellar, I was completely by myself. Um, my roommates were away talking to family, and it just broke me. I don't know if it was just courting. I had enough of it. It. I just started sobbing. Spoilers for Interstellar, but it's been out for a while that moment with Matthew McConaughey and he's watching his son grow up uh little Timothy Shalve turning into a uh, Casey Affleck. I don't know. I like the movie. I got it because the move and Christopher Nolan. And I also, I felt like watching the interstellar. I understood Christopher Nolan as a person more <laughs> like as, not just as a filmmaker and a guy I, love and respect just as a person because the movie's nonsense the movie is is space nonsense and inception is dream nonsense and batman is superhero nonsense they're all dumb and stupid and and you can feel christopher nolan go someone complains about this Who cares? Who cares? (laughs) They're on a planet where the time goes 75 times faster. Who cares? It's real or if it's not real. Who cares? It's a movie. It's a movie.
0: That stuff is like based in actual science. And I understand that. I
1: just remember when the movie came out. So many people were like, you know that's real. But you know, scientifically, this would never happen. And it's like, I don't... Who, like, it's we are here, and for me, what I got away from, uh, what I took away from the movie this time is that it's a man who just wants to know, wants to tell his children, even though I'm not there, even though I'm off in Switzerland with Robert Pattinson, I love you. I I don't just love you because I'm your parent, and I have to say that. My love transcends this everything I do, every movie, every every script, every job I take on is for you, and I love you mm. with all my heart. Or maybe that's and I watching it, I was like, maybe Christopher Nolan puts himself in Murph's shoes. Maybe he's not Matthew McConaughey all, at all. Maybe he needed to hear that as a kid. I don't know his relationship to his parents, but. And actually, after the movie, I did some deep research and I couldn't find anything. Um, <laughs> but it was just that feeling. It, it, the film is just exploring the love between a parent and a child. And when you just boil down the movie to that level, I think it's one of his greatest films. I It is, it is something that just took my breath away.
0: What about you, Sam? I really don't like Interstellar. I don't like dust. It's rough and coarse and gets everywhere. Um uh I just there's so much about Interstellar that I that I love that I and I want to love this movie. I just I can't get behind it, man. I just can't. Like I I just think it's so I just hate it. Like I just hate it. I think I think I don't like determinism and I don't like this weird maybe love is what transcends the universe and we just don't understand it yet. And I'm like fucking shut up. Like who cares? <laughs> um I just I just don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't think it's good. And I don't wanna ruin your time talking about it. Do you do you have any thoughts on anything I said? I I don't know. I I just think it's stupid. I just <laughs> I'm sorry. Um I I get what you mean. I understand like yeah, it's probably him talking to his kids or or you know, about his relationship to his parents or whatever the fuck. And I'm sure that I'm that's cool. I'm sure it's nice to be his kid and and to hear that, you know? But I'm not his kid. And I don't I don't really care about his like I care about his kids cuz they're people but like I don't care about his relationship with his children. So it's just I just better don't, than Tenet. I don't like it.
1: It's sorry what? I just said it was better than Tenet.
0: I mean I disagree but whatever like I don't know I'm not I'm not Tenet's not on my list. Yeah. Like, I don't <laughs> give a shit. Tenet's fun. I like it. But it's just because it's time nonsense. It's not trying to be like maybe maybe love is the answer. But I don't what um, where I don't and, and and the deterministic story and the and the fucking I don't know. A lot of it a lot of it I just hate. And it just rubs me the wrong way. Well on my list it was the third thing that like spoke to me. As, no, that's great. A, that's why a... I don't want to. I don't want to sit here ragging your fucking movie. You asked <laughs> me to, and then I did. Um, um, I where when did I watch this? When did I
1: watch this? When did we did? In, when did we do Inception? I watched it right after we recorded the episode for Inception.
0: Sometime in the summer.
1: So hey, then yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Uh, and why was it? Why is it on your list? Why is it important to you? Um. It
1: just really again. Quarantine depression came in waves. This was a time where I was just like, "Ah, oh, what is this?" And it was just something I really needed to hear at that moment. That that yes, indeed, love can can transcend the biggest things on earth. That us being us, our feelings are bigger than than us sometimes, and it can affect people. It can affect our, our, the way our, our worldview. Um, and yeah. And also that part at the end where she was like, you need to go find Anna Hathaway. I'm here with my family. That must be like, that's every parent's worst nightmare. It's the, it's the, it's the, you know, the minute your sibling has, has a kid, you're not a part of their immediate family anymore. It's that idea. It's, it it is dealing with, the love of of family and friends and what we'll do for each other because sometimes love just doesn't make sense but we'll make it make sense. And I think that was a great, 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 great story to hear. But you're number three,
0: Sam. My number three uh, is another thing we did on the podcast. Uh, it's Bong Joon-ho's Parasite. Woo! Uh, this is the one thing on my list that I didn't get to rewatch, mm-hmm. or revisit in any way, which sucks. Um, it just happened timing, and wasn't in. The, I watched Small Axe yesterday, and then I wasn't really in the mood to watch another like super critical movie, yeah. of the world. Uh, so I didn't. Um, but Parasite is the best. Like I have movies that I like more than Parasite, Mm -hmm. but I think Parasite is the best movie I've ever seen. Ooh, yeah, yeah, I get what you mean. Mm -hmm. This year, like it's not my favorite movie. I think it's incredible. It is a like a masterpiece to beat all masterpieces of cinema. Uh, From like every second of that movie is just. Like ah, oh, so good. Like, I ah, oh, I love it. Um, but I like Back to the Future more. Like mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's like it, it hits home in a different way. Yeah. Uh, I like other movies more than I like Parasite, but it doesn't change that Parasite is just the best thing. Much much like watching Michael Jordan play basketball. Much like watching the Tottenham uh, Sunny. You know, run Mm -hmm. through an entire team and just kick a fucking ball into a net. Watching Bon Joon Ho be the best at what he does was incredible. Yeah, no, he did win over Martin Scorsese, did he not? (laughs) Like he he won it all. And I'm not I don't like I I think it's incredible that he won all these those Oscars obviously don't get me wrong when he made them kiss that's like best moment of 2020 mm-hmm. it was um, <laughs> it
1: very much was <laughs> <laughs> um, Yeah it was
0: Yeah um but just watching that movie is just like this is someone at the top of their game a master of their craft delivering on all fronts just mm-hmm. acting uh, score cinematography like every single part of that movie is so good mm-hmm. that I couldn't I, I I couldn't not have it on my list because I watched it this year
2: mm-hmm.
0: and I couldn't not I was like thinking I like wrote it down and I was like yeah it has to be on there somewhere and then as I did my thing of like well did I like this thing more than I like this thing blah 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 as I sort of you know ranked through the things it just kept going mm-hmm. um and and there are reasons that it's not number one. If if this was any other normal, if I had watched Parasite last year, it would have been probably my number one movie of last year.
1: Last Black Man in San Francisco, that was your number one movie.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but Parasite is just incredible, and I watched it this year. And if you want to hear more thoughts, uh, you want to hear us talk about it for an hour. We have an episode on it. Yeah, um, is. it's incredible. Yeah, like that's it, right? Like, Parasite is just incredible.
1: I was like, should I say something? I was like, what? I what can I say? It's good. Like, what else yeah. is what is what else is there to say?
0: Um, yeah, yeah no, uh, I get so it. Yeah, I watched it early, and it m- is important to me because it's just the best movie I've ever seen. Um, oh, cat, oh, Moffat.
1: Hey, Sam, it's doing so good. Can you do What's me? A f- can we do a favor for me? Can What's you that? do your number two, then I do my number two, then I do my number one, then you do your number one. Can we do yeah, it that we way? Do it. Awesome. Yeah, that works. Because we're going to talk about my number two for a while. <laughs> that, I get it. I, get that.
0: Oh, <laughs> I have yeah. a I have a lot to say. That's No, that's fine. I have a lot to say about my number one. Yeah. Um, hi, Moffat. Hi. Are you going to chill out? Are you going to be chill? Are you going to be nice? going to be okay. a nice kitty. Going to be nice boy? Oh, no. Nope. Okay, no. Nope. Mama nice. said now oh, to. I did it anyway, Miss B. <laughs> e. Another thing. Righteous Gemstones is incredible. Done, done. Honorable mention. All right, done, done, done. All right. <laughs> um, okay, my number two is another video game. Uh, This is a video game called Hades. I talked about this game a bunch on the show Mm -hmm. as I was playing it, Um, and I fucking love this game. It does look (laughs) awesome. Watching
1: some things about it, I was like, oh, dang, this looks slick. This looks looks slicker than a naked chicken nugget.
0: Yeah. Um, So Hades, for those who don't know, is a game in the roguelike genre, uh, which basically means you're doing the same thing every time you mm. die and you go back to the very beginning and you're just trying to get to the end or as far as you can every single time. And in most roguelikes, uh, like another one that came out this year, Spelunky two or in uh, the original Spelunky or in rogue legacy or in um, any number uh, fucking what's the one dead cells um, in all those games. It, it there's not really a reason that you're doing it over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's just sort of, that's how the game works. Yes. You know, and that's fine. It works, right? Like there are, there are countless games in this genre that are absolutely incredible. Dead cells is an amazing game. Spelunky and Spelunky two are amazing games, but it's just like, yeah, you just sort of do the same thing every time. And, and part of that is, is part of the fun of these games is, is, what I sort of talked about with hollow Knight is that like slow mastery of it, that slow mastery of these systems and of this game. And okay. Yeah. I know how this works. I know how this fight goes. I know how this trap works. I know, you know, blah, blah, blah. I know how to kill these enemies efficiently and you get better and better and better at it and get farther and farther. And Hades does that same thing. Does that gameplay wise? It is the most satisfying game I've played like in a long time. It just feels good to kill things it feels good to fight the bosses it feels good to run around it feels mm-hmm. good to do it all um they've like nailed the feeling of each individual weapon feels different and they feel good in their own ways like the bow is really satisfying like to see it like draw back and release when you're like using the fists and punching punching some dude the combo just feels like you're like yep 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 and uppercut and like it's just good mmm but what Hades does that sets it apart from every other roguelike that makes it so incredible is that the story there is that, A, there is a story in a roguelike, which doesn't happen. And B, the story is about you dying over and over and over again. Ooh. You play as Zagreus, Hades' uh, son. And you are trying to escape the Underworld. And so you go through the different zones. You start in uh, um, Tartarus. You go to Asphodel. You go to Elysium. uh, And then you go to uh, the River Styx. And then you go outside. You're in Greece. Uh, And that's where you fight the final boss. And that's where you get this stuff. And the story is about this repetition. It's this, the first character you meet in the in the actual levels, because you meet, there's one character in each level that you meet. Um, is Sisyphus, and, and it's so interesting to me that you meet Sisyphus first because you are on a Sisyphus. Sisyphus, Sisyphus. <sighs> <laughs> I, Sisyphus. I saw
1: you running Sisyphus. with the ball and then just trip. Oh, oh, <laughs> I fuck, saw fuck. it just in your eyes, just yeah. like oh no. <laughs> happens
0: sisyphean (laughs) sisyphean task Mm. you you get to the end every time and you always end up back at the beginning it doesn't matter what you do it does not matter you always end up back at the beginning and you have to go through it over and over again but that's the point like the story changes and evolves as you go you talk to Mm -hmm. people you you interact with people You, you there's like you can give gifts to characters and they'll start liking you more, which will unlock part of their story. And that will like, like part of the story is like a side thing you can do is get Orpheus and Eurydice back together just by interacting with them and talking to them and learning more about them. Uh, you can get uh, Achilles back with, back uh, with Patroclus then the same way you just talk to them. You eke out parts of their story each mm-hmm. time in these like couple lines of dialogue as you talk to them. Um, you can develop relationships with different characters. You learn more about who who Zagreus is and and who his family is and all this different stuff. And Mm -hmm. it's just good. Like, it's just so wonderful. Uh, And it's a game that I've I've put down for a couple months because I've like I I beat the main story. Mm -hmm. There is a main story that you can beat and then you can keep playing it. It sort of evolves and you can do all the side stuff and do everything else and and challenge yourself in in really interesting ways. Um, But I sort of put it down. I was like, I beat the main thing. I did a couple more runs, felt really good. And I was like, cool, I'm just going to put that down. But I know it's just going to be there. And I can go back to it kind of whenever. It's a game that like, if I ever do any traveling, it's on my Switch. Like I'll just sit on a plane and fucking play it. Like yeah. it takes it takes you 30 <clears throat> minutes to do a full run. Mm-hmm. If you beat it 30 40 minutes to do to get from beginning to end beating everything? Yes. Like it's quick and it just it's satisfying and it's and progressing that story is so interesting and so good. Like it's just wonderful. Um, and it it's yeah, it's just great. I just I, I became so obsessed with it. It was like this such a like it came out and I had been interested in it for a while. And then it came out and a bunch of people I know were like, This is amazing. I bought it. And I was like, Oh shit, yeah, yeah. okay, I get it. Uh-huh. Um and I, I recommend this game to, to, to anybody who is who is interested in, in gaming um and, and has a way to play this game. It's on PC and Switch. Um, you would say it's a, a gamer's
1: game? Like, you would would you recommend it to me?
0: I would recommend <clears throat> it to you.
1: Okay, all right.
0: Because of this really smart thing that they do, at the very beginning of the game, you can turn on this thing called God Mode,
2: mm-hmm.
0: which, as you play the game, um, you will, every time you die, you get a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. So the next time you go, you'll take a little less damage and you'll do a little bit more damage. Not much. It's like, you know, 0.5% or whatever.
2: Uh
0: But it just keeps going. So every time you die, it gets a little bit easier for you as you go. Which means that people who don't play a whole lot of games, like Andrew, you can still play this game and you can still experience this story. That is quite wonderful. The characters are interesting. The writing is great. The systems are fascinating, it's satisfying to play, but you are constant you're still progressing because you're getting like the game is making you stronger. Yes. which means you can also start unlocking because you're getting stronger. it means you're getting farther and farther, which means you're getting more and more resources, which means you can in turn make yourself even stronger with an upgrade system that's in the game. You can just give yourself more health. Like, you can just, like, you can give yourself an extra dash. You mm. can give yourself more things. Like, as you go, it's just, you're slowly getting stronger and stronger and stronger. And if it takes you 200 runs to beat the game, that's fine. Yeah. <clears throat> because yeah. The wh- it will be a, a whole arc of this game, of this Sisyphean task of pushing this boulder up a hill. Mm-hmm. Only to start right back at the beginning, and it's funny, like there's comedy in it there's it's it's enjoyable. the characters aren't all grim and dark and serious like the first guy you see when you die every time is this character named Hypnos um and if you died he'll always make he'll sometimes make like a comment on like how you died um, and will be like oh I, I see you got poisoned by the satyrs. Have you tried not doing that <laughs> What a wise game. Oh, the, man, those those guys with the shield, they can be real toughies. Have you tried not hitting their shields? <laughs> That's funny. And it's like, yeah, Hypnos, I have. Thanks, you guy. <laughs> Like, I get it. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> um, but it's great. I recommend this game to anybody. If you play games even a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I, I can't recommend it more. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah, games are fun. I beat my first video game this year. So, hey. Hell yeah. Video games are great. I love video games and this was a year obviously based on my list so far and based on if you've listened to this podcast this year, you know what my number one thing is already. Um, Video games uh, are incredible and they meant the world to me this year because I just had so much more time to play them. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm still playing them. That's the thing. I I still want to like right now I want to go play Valhalla because I'm like so close to the end. I'm like I just I'm right there. Um, I, I'm, I'm like getting ready to replay Spider-Man. Like I'm getting like Like yeah. uh, uh, games are coming out soon for the PS5 that I'm like, I'm so excited to play. To experience stories and gameplay and all this stuff that that's just, ah, chef's kiss. Um, so yeah, Andrew, I do genuinely recommend Hades to you. One day I'll check it out. What, I was thinking about
1: this the other day. The only thing I'll think I'll miss from this year is the amount of time is when yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I saw this movie or, oh, I wish I read this book or played this game. But I just don't have the time. It's just like, dang, yeah. remember,
0: remember the worst year of my life when I did have all the time. When I had all the time in the world. Yeah. Mm. Um, So, yeah, Hades is incredible. Do you have any other questions? You have, um, no, you you have When did you Hades? play? When did you play it? I came out in September, so I played it sort of throughout the fall, like September, October. Mm-hmm. I sort of put it down end of October, early November, somewhere around there. Okay. The video you sent me, the video essay about it, um,
1: it really impressed me. I loved how, also just I liked the video
0: essay, just the way it presented yeah. itself. Uh yeah, that was the uh, the dialogue one. Yes, exactly.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. And just knowing the time and effort that they put into the game, that's always an a A plus in my book.
0: Yeah, it's incredible. It's so good.
1: I love this game. Can't um, wait. Can't wait
0: to, you can't wait to co- go back to it.
1: Yeah. Speaking of things that you can't wait to go back to, not my number two, uh, <laughs> Lars von Trier's filmography. Now, I didn't watch all of his filmography. I watched... Actually, I'm going to pull up the list of every movie that I watched of his.
0: Um, Yo, you know I have the list. Oh, you got it. I was told by Andrew... (laughs) Yes, please tell them. ...to not watch any of the movies. I gave him one movie, and I was like, Now, Sam,
1: I'm still saying don't watch this movie. And it's not like a, Man, Andrew made me watch a bad movie type of bad. It's a should me and Andrew be friends anymore? Type of bad.
0: Like it's mm -mm, no, no, no. And I was, and I was confused until Andrew sent me a couple uh, video essays. I didn't get a chance to listen to the podcast you sent me. That's cool. Um, But I watched the essays and I watched a couple other uh, essays that I found on my own Mm -hmm. um, about Lars von Trier stuff. And I went, Oh, yeah, I would hate all these movies. You would be like, like with a passion, I would hate all these movies. Andrew, never we might have to stop the pot. Never ever.
1: I'm okay with you yeah. saying, "Hey, rewatch Mother." I'm not okay with saying,
0: "Hey, watch the house that Jack built," Sam. Yeah. Uh But I'm um not, I'm not going to do it. So so I have I, ha- I I I you do have references. The basic concepts mm. of his things. Um, I am. I was always sort of interested in Dogville, because it looks really interesting, just like from a visual standpoint. Yes. Thing, but seeing more clips of it, I was like, maybe not. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, oh, I could have recommended Dogville. And then
1: I was like, oh, wait, no, I could have. <laughs> what am I talking about? Mongolia <laughs> was the only movie I could have re- recommended. And even then, yikes. Yeah. Um, The Element of Crime, Europa breaking the waves dancer in the dark dogville antichrist uh, melancholia the nymphomaniacs volume one and two and the house that jack built uh we missed the idiots uh that was the big one that's the one that made him you know a revolutionary in film he created a whole genre um i've been dreading this moment um for the past of two, talking about yes, the movies? about talking about him and the movies and all the whole shebang. That's um, fair. Yeah. So, I've seen some of his movies before, and I was like, okay, he's a weird filmmaker, but you know, I respect the art, whatever. Then, sometime <laughs> at the most depressing state of my life, Mister Justin Jones said. Hey, do you want to watch all of Lars von Trier's filmography? And I said, "Sure." <laughs> <laughs> and then we did. And he ruined my life. He <laughs> he ruined it. And yet, he changed my life for a better, for the better as an artist and as a human. It's the most bizarre thing on earth. Um so Lars von Trier loves pain, and he loves to hate people. I've never in my life, I've never met Lars von Trier, but after watching his films, it feels like I've met him, so I've got to say met. I've never met such a pathetic person before in my life, and I don't like talking ill of people. Sam can tell you this. Um, That's true. I do not, even people Andrew don't finds know, the good in in almost everyone uh he is the might be the most miserable miserable person to ever walk this earth and he is an artist unlike anyone else working today he he so from actually i'm gonna take a pause before I, my head explodes the back of my head pops off um from the video essays that you watched what what are what's your thoughts on lars and what what have you gathered from him
0: it seems like he i mean he wants to provoke you mm-hmm. a provocateur and, and, yeah um i just think again i haven't watched any of his movies and now i know i never will watch any of his movies um it seems To me, like, it's like one step too far. It's like one, if he had pulled it back a little bit, would he be as successful? Would he be as, you know, renowned? I have no idea. But for me, it it seems perverse in a way that I really don't like. Mm -hmm. It seems like it's, you know, it, it... creepy in a in a really bad way i don't think it you know as much as as much as an artist puts themselves in their art and then seeing this kind of art makes you makes you think makes you wonder about that person um and if they are a good person if they treat people with respect if this is how if this is the art he wants to make if this is how he wants to present the world uh, and his ideas, I, 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 I will, I will back away from that uh, in a pretty significant way. Um, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it I, I like things that can make me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I like things that can make me question my own thoughts and my own morality and, and all that sort of stuff. But there's a point where it's just grotesque, grotesque to be grotesque. And it's not again. Again, I haven't seen any other movies. Mm-hmm. I can't say this. Yes. Like I just needed a moment for sure before for I started sure. yelling. <laughs> I can't say it for, for, for sure, for sure, but it feels like that's what this is to mm-hmm. me. Uh, and I would, ne- I would, yeah. Some of the clips that I saw and some of these things like made me made me uh furious and some of the some of the thoughts that people were presenting made me really angry. And I was like, I could not imagine sitting through two hours of any of this. I would like just wanna yell and scream for hours. And maybe that's the point, but I don't like that. I think that's a bad way to make art. I think that's a bad way to make art, in my personal opinion. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it's it's the job of the artist to to present ideas in new ways, but I think it's—I don't know—and it felt mean. Some of it felt really mean. There it is. It's such and a I don't like it.
1: All his films are so mean. He hates all his main characters. And funny enough, all his main characters are women. But he right? hates them so much. And. I don't know. A part of me is like, is he sexist or is he the only person with a penis who truly understands what women go through? And if you can, you can, you can tell me either ways. And I might believe both. He is an artist that I've never, I've never seen anyone like him before. Excuse me. I've never seen anyone like him before. And, the way he tells his stories and the way he comes goes about it is so gross and mean and rude. but I think about all his movies more than I think about most. He he is and also it annoys me that a list celebrities Willem Defoe uh, 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 um, um, Keith or Sutherland. I forget my boy's name. He's in Thor. He's in the Avengers movies. He's a great actor. His children are actors. Um, Stellan Starsguard. Thank you. Um, Stellan uh, uh Nicole Kidman. Nicole Kidman. He gets Just these intense. huge, huge stars at the time to do some of the most. The horrible Shia LaBeouf. The horrible Shia LaBeouf um, to do these awful, awful things. Uma Thurman and be these gross people and it's just i'm mr you know art should always have its place to be art art should say something art should, art should say whatever it wants however it wants it's our job as an audience to say yeah good or no but lars von trier just crosses so many lines where it's frustrating but i appreciate him right i i appreciate that he does say no 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 this is the boundary right here my hands right on it this is the boundary right here. Um, and yeah, I watched this in like, uh, probably March or April, and we'd st- stuck with it until probably the beginning of May. Um, and it's important because I, I, every time I ever go on another creative endeavor, in my life, and I'm wondering if I should do something. I'll always ask, would Lars von Trier do it? And I'm going to do whatever the opposite is. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like I feel like Lars von Trier knows he knows what he's doing. He gets these A-list talents, so they they know him. He, he must have some. Type of eth or you know work ethic or something that people love, and I'll respect that. And I'll watch his next movie. Now I'm cursed. I'm never not going to watch Lars von Trier's new movie. I'm going to be there day one. I don't care if it's up against Avengers four. Who cares? Um, and yeah, it, it is this. And I the reason with Lars von Trier, but even more so, I've just learn so much about artist and being an artist and what I want to do with my art do I want to compromise anything will I compromise anything am I a bad person if I don't co- if I do if I don't or do compromise because if you don't compromise am I going to turn into Lars von Trier I don't want that and I know I always so, poop on him but if I do compromise do I become Peyton Reeve I don't want that
0: So, so I have a, uh, so his filmography wasn't like, these are not your favorite movies that you watch this year. They were just like the most important things for you this year. Here's the thing. Some of them are like Breaking the Waves um, is one of the most beautiful
1: films I've ever seen. It is such a. A sweet film. And then everything after that is so dark and twisted. But before that, he made a movie in, I think, 96. I could be wrong. Called Breaking the Waves. Starring Stellan Skarsgård. And I forget the lead lead actress. Uh, The lead actress in that film gives the best performance I've seen any actor ever give. It is outstanding. It still has its mean-spirited... Moments, and it still does things that I don't like. But even though it does those things, it makes me think about the larger themes of the movie much more deeper than I would have if those things weren't in the movie. Dancer in the Dark, the movie he did right after, is a musical, and it plays on tropes of musicals that we love, Sound the Music, West Side Story, all those great big Hollywood musicals. And it subverts it, not in a lame film bro way of, like, uh, subverting your expectation, but in a, in a great storytelling way. And the music's also great. Bjork. Ah. Um, and then, like, you know, further into – we get to Dogville, and that's when all the really gross stuff happens. But Nicole Kidman is incredible. Paul Bettany's in that movie, and he's incredible. Uh, Charlotte Skainsbourg and Will Defoe are out of their mind insane, incredible in Antichrist. But Antichrist might be one of the most sexist things I've ever seen. Or it might be something that that really understands the, 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 the plight of women. What was your question? Did I answer it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you did. I just go down this rabbit, rabbit hole of Lars von Trier. It's horrible.
0: I get it. Well, but yeah, Peyton
1: care, Reed, but... you're you're good. You're doing great on The Mandalorian. I love bringing it on. It's just Ant-Man and the Wasp. <laughs> I watched Ant-Man and the Wasp this year, and good God, what a nothing movie. Yeah, I like Ghost, yeah. but like... oh, <laughs> It just feels like, hey, we had to make this movie. Even worse than the Amazing Spider-Man movies. It is just... The most oh, uh, don't even give me. I think I gave that movie a good review when we did it. Never
0: again. I think so.
1: <laughs> never again. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, that was Lars.
0: Do you want to do your number one?
1: We're in the end game now. Yes, my number one. Um, I hope a lot of people are happy with with uh my number one. It's something that I, I never thought I ever would have on a list ever. Um and that will be Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> no, Avatar. 2009's James Cameron's Masterpiece Avatar. No. Um Yo, pour one out for Uncle Iroh, right? Um it, Yeah, bro. It, I will never forget watching it and getting through that first season and going, I get it. I get it. It meant a lot to a lot of people. I get it. I understand. It's a children's show. I bet you—you know—I bet you felt the same way with Craig in the Creek. You were—you were like, I get it.
0: That first episode, I was like, yeah, I get it. And then it was the second episode, I was like, oh, never mind, I get it.
1: Then that second season, then every, then all our—we meet Toph, and then the show goes. All right, you love these characters. Here's. You know, each episode's like 30 minutes. So it's like, here's two and a half hours of just characters. Of just, hey, here's Egg, here's Katara, here's Sokka. Sokka, yeah. Toph, and then there's Uncle Iroh and Zuko. And we're just going to sit and we're going to have them be here and be better characters. And I am getting goosebumps just talking about it, man. It, yeah, baby. It It goes and, and then it pops off. It becomes like yeah, great, dude. great science fiction. Yes, I know it's not science fiction, but you know, fantasy storytelling as good as Star Trek or Star Wars or anything, and the cultures it puts together, it 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 is truly much like we were saying with SpongeBob earlier. It's a different thing. It was the right people at the right time making something and no one was no one was thinking about dollar bills maybe the studio executives but no one was like "Ooh, if we do this more money dollar dollar bills y'all everything made sense for every character and the my only complaint is that i wish it was longer i wish there was four seasons or yeah yeah Yeah, four seasons we could have had a that same type of break uh somewhere halfway through season three when spoiler alerts for for uh actually i won't say it just in case i didn't know and i'm happy i didn't know but yeah something happens in season three someone you know tags along and if you know seen the show you know what i'm talking about (coughs) um yeah i just wish it was longer that was my only thing i am slowly getting through uh uh What's her name? Uh, Cora. Cora. Um, I've only watched like five episodes of season one. It's good. It gets. It
0: gets a lot better.
1: Yeah, I believe it. Oh, oh, after after watching last Airbender, I truly believe it. But
0: yeah, I fucking bend it. Oh, have you gotten to the sports, the bending sport?
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
1: Actually, now I watched a few episodes tonight. Um, Hell yeah! It yeah. It is. I was really late to the party, and I have extreme FOMO, but I'm glad I made it. And yeah. it was, yeah, what, really, really a great, great, great show. And um, I, it was something. It was one of the shows, maybe the show, the, the piece of media that really got me going. That really kept me going because this year was hard. And it was around the time. Of the George Floyd uh, murder, Uh, and here in Brooklyn, every night there was fireworks. Every night, and some nights you were like, "Are those fireworks or are they gunshots?" And it was a dark and scary time, man. And I'm so glad that I had my friends, my my nice air bending, water bending firebending and earth bending friends to keep me company
0: i'm so glad you watched it man like ah <laughs> uh, i i yeah i i just i'm so happy like i knew like i was so when you told me like when we were first becoming friends that you hadn't seen it i was so surprised i was like what how have you how has andrew thomas not watched avatar the last airbender like it's so good it's so up your alley um, and so finally, you know, having the time to, to watch it and getting through it. And, and I remember that day that we recorded the episode and you were like, that first season's like was rough and then it kept going. And I was like, yeah, it keeps going, baby. The, like I, I was so happy. And the thing is the first season isn't
1: rough. It's good. I was just like, it's and, good. And then it's it just a nowhere. kid's show.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's just, just the, kid's the first show. season is it's a kid's show. It's a good kid's show. But that second season and the third season, I was like, oh okay, oh yeah, okay, I get it. That
1: third season's really, really out of this world great, but that second season is yeah. a work of magic. There is is yeah. the I know you're not religious, Sam, but there it's something where like there's more to this world that the perfect <laughs> people came to make this one thing. It's
0: it. Yeah. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Ooh, baby uh yeah i love avatar i'm so happy that you watched it oh we have you know, an entire episode we do have an entire episode if you want to hear more mm-hmm. um you gotta you got hey you gotta listen to balance my guy say again you gotta balanced? listen to balance balanced the adventure zone
1: ah balanced why did you call it balance
0: the first a- the first arc is called balance
1: ah Okay, I do have to listen to it. I'm getting through it, man. I'm getting through it. I know. I'm just. I'm, I'm just
0: I will man. say this
1: about the McElroy's. When they make sorry to bother you too, they will have jobs. Yeah. <laughs> no offense yeah. to those guys, but they have very no other ethnic group voice other than Caucasian. Yeah.
0: Yep, they sure are white boys. Now Griffin, are uh, we gonna go? <laughs> I know, I know.
1: They're great. They whoa. push. They push podcasting to a new to a new bar. When the show inevitably comes out, the animated series of the Adventure Zone, I'll be watching Ooh, it day baby. one. It'll eventually this year, next year, or the year after. Yeah, it'll be announced. But
0: I'm getting through it, man. <laughs> yeah, you just you got to do it because yeah. it gets there. Yeah. Um, okay time for t- oops. oh god see I've been dreading talking about this really In not in the same way that you were dreading talking about Lars I just is my thing still recording on your end yeah it says recording in progress
1: dope I am clicking my mouse and moving it around and my screen is completely black it's still on I still see my computer is still on, but it is completely black. Just in case, I am going to unplug my phone, plug in that charger. When I checked last, my computer was fully charged.
0: Yeah, it says you're still there. Like it says. All right, oof. I plugged
1: it back in. Did my. What was that? What's happening? It shows that's recorded. When I plug it in and plug it back in, the screen turns on. By, I guess my mouse is just disconnected. I don't know. I I'm trying to move the mouse and it's not moving. But whenever I oh. plug in and out the charger, I do see the screen.
0: Can you like press a press like a
1: button? i mean, i mean, pressed the space key. Okay. And I'm just I mean, yeah, it stayed on for longer. But yeah, this mouse. I'll figure it out later. Luckily, once you end end it, it will be fine. Yeah,
0: as long as it's still on and and recording, then we're fine. Yeah,
1: it's still on. It's still recorded.
0: It's just my mouse is not moving. Yeah, we can figure that out. Yeah. Um, Okay, so my number one thing of the year is another video game. Um, It is The Last of Us Part Two. Uh, and I've been dreading this just because if anyone... People who like this game get a lot of hate on the internet. Yeah. Um, for really stupid reasons. Um, and I just... Yeah. So I'm just a little nervous, you know? Yeah. You know, I'm just a little nervous. Um, but The Last of Us Part Two is my favorite video game ever made, Ever. Just ever. Um, it came out uh, in July, early July, end of June. Somewhere around there. And I played through it. And I am just... so. For, so when the first Last of Us came out, I loved it. Also, I'm assuming spoilers, just spoilers for The Last of Us 1 and 2. Well, you know, we'll say
1: a final goodbye, skip probably like 15 minutes, 10 minutes ahead.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. hey. Um, when the first one came out, I played it. and I loved it. I thought it was amazing. I thought the story was incredible. The characters were great. I really liked the gameplay. All of it just hit home. I cried like within the first, like within the prologue of that first game, Um, when when Sarah dies at the beginning. It's Mm -hmm. like it's rough, Um, and I played through the game and I and I beat it and I loved it so much. I I was like shook, just like I was shaken like down to my core, like by the end of that game. Yeah, this 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 choice that no one should ever have to make being made and and seeing the fallout of it in a in a sense and and the final moments of of ambiguous trust uh from this girl um and I never thought they were going to make a second one I was like that was it that was beautiful that was good they have no reason to really revisit it and a couple of years later, like a good chunk of years later, there's this teaser at E3, the, the biggest sort of press conference for video games uh, every year, uh, where they like teased a new one. The second one. Um, and that teaser got me so excited because I loved the first one. The first one was my favorite game. Um, and i was getting to go back to that world and i I, from that first one it's clear like from the teaser it's like okay it's clearly some kind of revenge plot some kind of revenge story um and as as a couple more trailers come out there's like more it's like okay yeah ellie it seems like you're gonna play as ellie and um you know as as uh four or five years later she's like 1920 now um and something happens and you have to go get revenge on on some people and i was like that sounds great i'm into it let's go ellie um i was not expecting for the last of us part two to uh kill joel at the very beginning
1: of the game, did you hear about the the uh, the leak? I guess because I remember yes. hearing the leak. Whatever it came
0: out, I heard about the leaks, mm-hmm. and I so actively avoided them. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I like did ever. I was like, I can't. I don't want to know anything. I saw that people were getting upset. I saw. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I figured it was because uh, in the so in the in the DLC for the Last of Us Part One, you find out that Ellie is gay. Mm-hmm um and i figured because fucking gaming culture is gaming culture and as much as i hate it they are extremely homophobic yeah um that's what i thought it was and it turned out that I was a, that's a little bit of it but it's not the main the thing the full thing yeah uh they kill they killed joel super it's like the inciting incident is joel's death
1: mm-hmm. I I, I um, yeah I
0: remember we
1: were it was you were in New York I remember we were walking and I heard about that and I was like did you hear about the the, the leaks and then you told yeah. me you're like yeah it's probably because she's gay and I was like oh so what I heard must have been a lie but I will tell you what I heard <laughs>
0: just yeah. in case it's if true you had said I would have been very upset yeah um yeah so I was not expecting that. And, and when it happened, I, like, kind of just sat in my living room <laughs> for a while. Because I was like, oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. I hate Abby. Let's go. Let's go get her. Let's do it, Ellie. Me and you. Let's go. Yeah. Um, And then the game starts. And, and the characters are fucking fascinating. And, <clears throat> and the acting is, like, the the some of the best acting that I've seen in not just video games, just like in general, like mm-hmm. these performances are, are astoundingly good from everyone, like across the entire game, there is not a weak performance. Um, and I loved these, the narrative stakes that it took this, these flashbacks, you know, to, to earlier parts of, of Ellie and Joel's relationship so that you can see you know, Ellie remembering him as they go through this thing. And then fucking Seattle day three, man gets the end of Seattle day three. And you hear some gunshots and you come bursting into the, into the lobby of the theater and your best friend gets shot in the face. And Abby, the woman who you have been hunting is standing there and she has a gun to Tommy's head, Joel's brother, um, your like uncle figure. Uh And you, and you have killed all her friends. Like you, like the, you've spent Seattle's day one, two and three hunting down Abby's friends and killing them for what they did. And, and, you know, slowly piecing together that Ellie knew Ellie eventually found out what Joel did that Ellie and Joel had a really bad relationship because of that, because she felt lied to, she felt betrayed. Um, and, and you're on this revenge plot, like, and, and it shows Ellie becoming this monster. Like she becomes a horrible person. She, she kills a pregnant woman, like at the end of, at the end of Seattle day three, like she, she is a horrible person. But you're rooting for her because you've been in her shoes the entire time. Yeah, and that's how mm-hmm. video games work. Mm-hmm. If you're if you are playing as a main character, you relate to them. That's just that's a that is a psychological trick of video games. It's just how it goes. So you're like, yeah, you feel you feel like you've you've done justice, even in some sense. It's obviously awful. You as a player understand she's a monster, but they killed Joel. And then, and then the screen cuts to black and it says Seattle day one, or no, the screen cuts to black and it fades up and you are Abby as a young, as a young teen, like again, 15, for like 14. Mm-hmm. And you're looking for your dad in, in a forest and you go about and you find your dad and he's like sort of running off and you help him free a zebra that's gotten caught in some barbed wire. Uh-huh. And you go and you see the zebra and, and, and her kid. And it's this nice moment between Abby and her father and her boyfriend. Um, and they come out of the forest. And you see the hospital from the first game where Joel killed all the fireflies and saved Ellie. Uh, and then it sort of goes through the sequence of events where you find out that... The doctor who Joel kills at the end of the first game is Abby's father. And it's heartbreaking because now you're Abby, but you hate Abby. You've hated Abby for like 15 hours now. You've been like, I fucking hate this girl. I want her to die. None then the screen cuts to black and it says Seattle day one and you wake up and you're Abby. And you have to play through the next half of the game as your, as like your mortal enemy, basically. As the one person in the world who, for 15 hours of this game, you have hated. Know how to use your medium. Know how to use use your fucking medium. And then you play through Seattle Day 3. And you do the same thing. You get flashbacks. You you, You see this thing. But you see someone who you thought was a monster become a person. She goes on this wonderful journey. She meets... Um, she's part of this faction called the wolves and they're at this sort of war. It's very Israel Palestine thing. That's a whole other thing I don't want to talk about, but that's what it's like modeled after. Mm -hmm. She meets two people from this, this uh, sort of uh, semi-religious cult that exists uh, in, in Seattle at the time called the Seraphites. She meets two of them, saves their lives. Um, They save her life and then she saves their lives. Um, And she sort of uh, ends up teaming up with with this young boy, uh, Lev, who's trans and was kicked Who who is being hunted by the other Seraphites because he's trans, Uh Uh, which is problematic in its own way. But it's you slowly see Abby become sympathetic and caring to people that she hated. She hates the Seraphites. She hates them. She thinks all the violence that's happened to her and her friends in Seattle are their fault. Um, make love but you more. see yeah uh, but you see her sort of separate herself from the wolves at some point Um, a bunch of wolves like attack her and Lev and kill a bunch of Seraphites and all this stuff and then Lev is there and, and he's really upset and he goes those were your people and Abby says no you're my people just getting rid of I don't care if you're a wolf I don't care if you're a Seraphite like, me and you are here together. And you see them become, like, you You are now Abby, and, and then you find out that this girl who you let live has killed all of your friends. And now you hate Ellie. And then you get to the theater, and then you're Abby, and you see that situation play out, and then you go, and you have to fight Ellie as Abby. There's, like, a boss fight sequence
2: yeah.
0: where you fight Ellie as Abby. And it's awful, because you're like, I don't want either of these people to die. I want them both to live right now. I want them both to win. I want the other one to die from both sides. <laughs> and and confronting, you know, your your preconceived notions of 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 enemies and and hate and and all this sort of stuff that video games has like trained you to think about. Uh also, with characters that are wonderfully well written and beautifully acted, and so so astonishingly powerful, um, I you don't want to press the buttons that make that make them fight like you just don't. But you yeah. have to. You have to. And then there's this segment. There's a beautiful segment at the farm. You realize that Ellie is experiencing horrendous PTSD. Um. From the things that she's done, from the things that have happened to her, all these different things. Uh, and she can't escape it. She has to she leaves Dina and their child to go after Abby one last time. Uh and then there's this weird the the one part of the game that I think doesn't help its story is this segment where you fight this other faction that you meet that's holding Abby prisoner, um, called the Rattlers. You like just kind of slaughter them. Yeah. Um, but they have nothing to do with the rest of it. I wish that that part was like way shorter um, because it's kind of long. But then you find Abby. She's like basically being crucified uh, and you cut her down. You cut down Lev and you're about to let them get away and and Ellie has this like moment of remembering what Abby did. And then she's like, no, I'm not going to let you go until you fight me. Uh, And then you and Abby fight each other one last time. Uh, And it's horrible. It's like, it's brutal. Mm -hmm. Abby's all, or Ellie's already like fallen and been stabbed. Like she's, she has a huge wound in her side. Yeah, She's like gotten punched and beat. And Abby is like malnourished and, and was just tied up to, to this like pole on the, on, by the ocean. Like they're both in horrible condition. And they're doing this desperate fight, um, and Abby gets the upper hand, and Ellie gets the upper hand, and goes back and forth. You know, you as you're playing as Ellie, and you stab Abby. Abby like bites off some of your fingers, and at one point you finally get the upper hand. You're like drowning Abby in the ocean, and you have this one last, you have one final flashback, and you see this night. Uh, where Ellie and Joel started repairing their relationship Mm. after the lying, after all the betrayal and all this stuff. And Ellie just, it's just this wonderful moment of of sort of self-reflection as a character and as yourself. Like, you have done all these things. You killed all these people. And Ellie kind of sees... After all this, after everything that's happened, fucking finally, it's too much. And this is where a lot of people have a lot of issues. You know, you did a lot, you did kill, you do kill a lot of people in The Last of Us Part 2. You do. But the game is about you killing all those people. It's about Ellie becoming a monster. It's about these cycles of violence. It's about how do you escape it? Because you see Ellie fall, like, continue the cycle of violence, and you see Abby escape it. Yeah in their two arcs. And so finally seeing Ellie give up and, and true and move on uh is is beautiful. And seeing her come back to the farm and Dina's gone. She's packed up all their stuff and left. Um and Ellie's like sitting there missing two fingers, ragged and alone and it's just it's just amazing i don't know it's just incredible and and not just the story like the gameplay is fun like it feels good to do all these things that's part of why it's so horrible like it's part of why it makes you feel like a monster cuz it's fun to kill people in the game it feels good when you're doing it You like picking up, you like grabbing someone and, and, and shooting their friend and then like stabbing them in the neck and tossing them to the side and running behind cover and, and sliding and like shooting someone with a bow and arrow. Like it feels good to do all that stuff, Mm -hmm. which is part of what makes it so horrible. No. Yeah. indeed, It makes it so affecting. And so I understand, you know, people don't like it because you have to do all this violence because they feel it, it goes against the story. Because they feel like, well, what's, you know, one more death, blah blah blah. Th- I feel
1: like they missed the point. You missed the point exactly. Say, I, <laughs> I feel like, they,
0: yeah, they, I feel like they missed the point. I do agree. I think that that rattler section at the end is is too long. Um, you just kill too many people. Like it's way too much. Um. Uh, but other than that, I think everything else about this game is is flawless. Like the music is oh, this is like stunning. Um the characters, the writing, the gameplay, the visuals, it's like one of the prettiest games i have ever played. Mm-hmm. Um and it's an astounding feat, just like a tech technically. Um all the cutscenes. Um so so in most video games, uh all like cutscenes will be pre-rendered. So it basically plays a video uh-huh. that they've already done. Yes. Um and it always looks way better than the actual game because it's pre-rendered. They can do all that stuff way before and then just put it in the game and they don't have to do it on the fly. Yes. But in The Last of Us, they don't do that. Nothing is pre-rendered. It is all taking place in the game engine as mm-hmm. you're doing it. Um and it's just a technical marvel. Like there's a shot where Ellie takes off her shirt and it's per- like it perfectly like it slides off just like a shirt does mm-hmm. as she takes it off. Um yeah. Do you have any questions? Sorry, I talked a lot. I love this game. Um, <laughs> and I could talk about how amazing it is forever. So let's, let's before I, I talk for another two hours, let's... The <laughs> morality of the game. It, it, it really deals with the
1: morals. Does it... I have not played the game so I don't feel comfortable saying it makes me sad about culture that so many people didn't like the game and didn't see the point of that was trying to Raise, but do you do you feel like oh come on guys can't can so, you understand what they're trying to do and realize that we should do that as a society as people as humans
0: i i do sort of um i think a lot of people see what the game is 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 I think I don't think anyone all the criticism and stuff that I've seen, like the article that I sent you, podcast that I've listened to, blah blah blah, they get the point. They, they they get the point of of it. They understand, yeah, revenge is bad and the cycles of violence are bad, blah blah blah. But they don't always get to the next step, in my opinion, of oh the whole game is supporting it, not just the story. hmm The actual gameplay is part of it and and it's much Playing The Last of Us is much closer to reading a book than it is to playing a video game. Mm-hmm. Um, because you just have to do it. You have to get through. You have to press the buttons. You have to kill the people. You have to do this in order in order to progress. Yes. And it, it's just a, a... You know, there's this, there's this disconnect in gaming between those two things because it's it's not a visual novel or anything it's like no it's a game where you do stuff and you have to go about hi ebenezer um you have to do stuff but in so many games you have choices in how you do that and how you go about doing things and and all that sort of stuff did you drool on on yourself ebenezer what is this fucking weirdo um So, so yeah, I'm sort of sad that, that, you know, it's so divisive Um, because I think it's like if, if, I don't know, if assholes didn't give it, like if they could just take a step back from, from the hate that you feel for Abby and understand like, that's the point. Like you're supposed to hate her and then you're supposed to hate Ellie. Um, From my point of view, the Jedi are evil. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I I wish people weren't homophobic. <laughs> I, I mean, of course crazy. that's a given. <laughs> I wish and I wish people you know. I don't know. You I, you don't have any ownership over the over characters that you like. Don't have ownership over the stories that that people tell. Mm-hmm. Cuz they're not your stories. that's not your story. You didn't write it. If you wrote it, then sure, you can be angry that you killed your own character all you want mm-hmm. um, but yeah I think the last of us part two is a is a masterpiece yeah. of gaming uh, in in all fronts theres nothing yeah. about that game that doesn't work I just think other than that one bit but yeah like un, like I won't say unfortunately because
1: pandemic but like I don't know it's an American company that released this yes.
0: Yes, Naughty Dog is, is based in America.
1: And for them to release this type of story so close to the election, I don't know. Um do you think that message of forgiveness, because of course we talk about it on the show sometimes whenever movies are relevant, but like that yeah. idea of forgiveness, that idea of letting something go, that idea of moving forward, can be used in a negative way for so many reasons. Like sometimes you can't just say, well, we try, like, do you think in this climate, in this world, is that why so many people were, uh, uh, hesitant towards that ending? Someone was playing it and they're like, no, I can't forgive my Trump supporting uncle. I mean, Abby, And of course and you know what I mean by
0: Yeah. I mean maybe. Uh. Like I don't I'm I know that there are people that you cannot forgive. Mm -hmm. I'm not gonna forgive a Nazi. I'm not gonna forgive Trump. I'm not gonna forgive anti-maskers. Like, I'm not gonna forgive these people because they endangered everyone. Mm -hmm. Like they are a threat to everyone or you can be like zuko and and learn and and try to be better or you can be better yeah like i think i think the last of us part two is is so much more focused on like a personal Mm -hmm. thing rather than a big societal thing at least in that moment in that yes of course yeah that i don't know maybe I don't uh, maybe is my answer to that question. It's a good question. I wish I was smart enough to think nah, about it. More. Nah, you smart enough. Um, I just sprung it on thanks, you, my buddy. guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it it just because uh, because for me the story didn't hit because Ellie because Ellie doesn't forgive Abby in the end. Oh yes, mm-hmm. she just she just for me it's much more about this that like cycle of abuse and violence and and. Anger begets all that anger. sort of stuff, yeah. Anger and like blood begets blood, and revenge begets revenge. Like, that's this story. It's mm-hmm. very Macbeth, like, it's very mm-hmm. like that. That's much more the world that this story exists. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, uh, a character that you pass by is, is very prominently reading the Count of Monte Cristo which is another story about revenge about this same sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's more a cautionary tale. I think and it's more, more a personal triumph for Ellie. Um, I I could see people not liking it because yeah, I can't forget, forgive my, you know, Trump supporting uncle.
1: Or I can't forgive my, my friend who did that horrible thing to me. I don't know. I I couldn't think of anything, whatever,
0: whatever it is. But Mm -hmm. I think, I think, yeah, I think some people might've bounced off of it for that reason. I Mm -hmm. could, I could see that. I think a lot of the criticism that I, uh, saw, uh, was, was, I don't know. It's hard to explain. It's a lot. There's a lot of criticism about this game that I think is, is misguided. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of criticism about this game that I think is very fair. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a level to it. There's a, but all the people that I truly value their opinions for for art love this game, yeah. Um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with that.
1: You'll do it. You'll do it, my guy.
0: Yeah. Uh, I have one final question. Of course. Before we wrap up the whole thing, I'm done talking about The Last of Us. Thanks for letting me ramble, Andrew. Oh, of
1: course. I, I love I love people who love their the thing they talk about. Yeah, that makes
0: sense. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, I have one final question for both of us. Mm-hmm. And I can answer first because I kind of already have an answer. Okay. Uh, but is there a theme to your list? think about it okay my uh, like for me my list is very much things that were either the best at what they do or things that just like i kept returning to that kept bringing me joy the good place little women my brother my brother and me it's always sunny hades Like these things I kept returning to because it was like, I need something to, to keep me going. Yeah. Um, And it was either that or it's stuff like Hollow Knight and the Outer Worlds and Parasite and the Last of Us that are just the best things. Mm -hmm. That were just like astounding pieces of art that I couldn't keep off my mind. I guess, I mean, for this year,
1: I did a lot of self-inventory. So I guess it's things that just spoke to me. Just things that really, really just made me think about aspects of my life and how I can make it better, what I should do, what I want to do for the rest of my life. And even with, like, honorable mentions, some of the movies that I've seen before, the Harry Met Sallys, the Citizen Kane's, it was like watching them for the first time. Like uh, I like when Harry met Sally, for example, that last shot at the end, and we've talked about it probably on the podcast or Ugh. in real life, where it's Harry and Sally as regular-aged Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan. And I'm like, it's that's a choice. That's such a creative choice to not end it with them older or an older makeup. Or have all those interviews, inter- uh, with people around that age. That's a choice. Why? Why did they? Why, why did uh, Rob Rider choose that? Did Nord Efren choose that? How much it made me just think about art, and you know, same thing with like Sissy Candid, and sound of music and whatnot. Um, but yeah, no, these all these things. The only thing on here that I've seen before is Interstellar, yeah, 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 and Interstellar was might as well have been a new movie uh, when I watched it. So yeah, it was all these things that just made me look at myself and how I wanted to be better and how we're all trying, yeah. Yeah, I wanted to make a joke and say, and then there's yada yada. But no, Avatar, Lars, all these, they all really made me see Andrew Thomas in a bigger picture. That's great. I love it. I love it. So that's it. That's I it? say it every year. Fucking here's Christ. my pencil. Here's the hallway. And just like that, 2020 is over. Right now. It's all
0: done. Ah! Oh God! <laughs>
1: oh, I is, usually um, say, "So how 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 is this year? And What?" But I don't even want to do it this time. Wait, let's not. Let's not.
0: <laughs> let's not. Next
1: year, right? What what Next what year. do we want? What do we? What are we trying to do personally, artistically, on the podcast? All what 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 what, what do we want from this year?
0: Um. I'm trying to figure myself out a bit. Yes. More. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is fun for me. Um, I'm still, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I lost 20 pounds in the last couple months. Woo! So I, I'm, thanks. Woo! Uh, so I'm 30 pounds away from my goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm, I'm back on that. I sort of took December to, to, maintain weight because i was like, I know eat some candy eat canes yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm gonna eat a lot and i'm gonna drink a lot and i just if i can just stay within like one or two pounds of, of where i was it's totally fine and i did i was only like two and a half pounds heavier uh from the beginning so i'm back on you know my diet and my exercise and stuff so i'm 30 pounds away six months um yeah i don't know it's sort of hard to say i mean when will i get back to normalcy
1: exactly Normal yeah. it might not be till 2024
0: yeah um so i'm hoping to to you know write more mm-hmm. that's sort of my big thing i started a journal um to help me get <laughs> some thoughts out yeah uh, no i'm glad because that's fun um yeah, I don't know. I just, I want this year to, to, I took, like, after March, this year was very much, I'll sort of take it off. Like, yeah. I didn't really do a whole lot. Same. I was like, I'll just wait, I'll just take it, I'll just take this year off. And it was nice, I needed that, um, but I think I'm I'm ready to get back into stuff, mm-hmm. you know, making this podcast the best it can be, and, mm-hmm. and making art and writing stuff and playing games and just I would like a girlfriend at some point that would be nice. Yeah. <laughs> socially distant <laughs> a nice socially distanced date. Yeah, that would be like huh, oh, that would be so nice. Uh what about you, bud? Um I
1: mean pretty much copy and paste. I I pretty sure I talked about it on the podcast. That now that I'm really going to immerse myself in stand-up comedy.
2: Yeah. I'm, ex-
1: I'm excited about that. I'm excited to to navigate it in this new world. Um yeah, I I I've, and also i I feel good. I feel confident. I feel I feel good about that. I'm much like like this year was a year to take off and I, you know, I hope most more people can say this. I know I can say this and you can say this. January 2020, Andrew, is a completely different Andrew to
0: 2021. Uh, completely, like completely different. From I have From the floor up. I've changed who I am so much more between this, like 23 and 24, than any other year yeah. in my entire life probably.
1: And i'm i not saying i didn't like the andrew before he was fine he needed to be there when he needed to i love how metaphysical i'm talking uh (laughs) but you know this andrew i'm 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 excited i'm excited to go into this world i'm excited to socially distance hang with hang, hang with the homies
0: yeah, I'm, God, I miss the homies. I fucking I recently went back and like our second episode of the quarantine is called "I miss the homies." Yeah,
1: we were so arrogant when we were like, "Man, I'm so sad. I've been away from from things for a week." <laughs> Every because I've I've listened and seen so things I've, and now I can't listen to them because I was like, "Oh, I wish I wish I was yeah, back right. in May, man." God,
0: the I'm optimism I had beautiful. in May, <laughs> oh. May was like By July uh, so...
1: July fourth we'll turn on the barbecue and everyone will be there. Yeah. Fuck man. Oh, and then this election really did do a fool yeah. a full I know I know from another country it must have seemed crazy, but like waking up every day and knowing that I can see World War Three started yeah. <laughs> yeah a Civil yeah, War man, Civil War in America. A militia in Alabama went and murdered everyone who was darker than a paper bag. Like, it was, it, 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 like, waking up and knowing that, like, that probably wasn't going to happen, but <laughs> could have, could have. That was, like...
0: I I would not have been surprised. <laughs> that
1: was rough. And also, I'm still waiting. There's no champagne popping until Mr. Trump walks out of that White House.
2: Yeah.
1: And even there's then, no he champagne- can still say... Proud boys, get them.
0: Yeah, proud uh, boys scare me, man. Yeah, it's horrifying. I I don't really consider this year done until I have a fucking needle in my arm. Yeah, so we got some time before I feel like twenty twenty is actually left. I yeah. I once that va- once I get that vaccine. Oh oh god, my tongue is gonna be down your throat, like. <laughs> I'm gonna be down your throat, bro. Um, like, can't, oh, can't stop me. Well, you can just say no and I won't do it. I'm not an asshole, but like you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> can't God. stop me. I'm gonna kiss. I'm gonna kiss everybody who wants to kiss me. Like I'm just like, yeah, let's go, let's, let's do go. it.
1: I'm a freak. I do anything. Tell me anything. I'm always down. I'm always get me lit. I dare you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, I mean just hey Sam I love you this is I love you this bro. has also just been great for the show like don't we've had some shows where we've just been lost we've just been like in a fog and I've been like Sam and you're like Andrew but also <laughs> we've had some pretty good shows we've had some yeah. pretty gnarly I I also think we're hitting our stride welcome back as yeah. a as a podcast so yeah,
0: I think I think we're yeah, like we've had some of like our, some, all of our best episodes. I think are are from this past year,
2: mm-hmm.
0: save maybe I don't know. Black Klansman was a good episode. Yeah, sorry to bother you, Mister Rogers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry to bother you, Mister Rogers. There are some good ones from back in the day, but well, we were still figuring things out. We were still trying to- figuring everything out. This year, we really we we I think I feel like we locked it in, and we were like, oh, we know how the show works. Exactly, and we can do it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. My name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas <laughs> You can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the different social medias. Uh, you can uh, follow us on all those things. That would be great. It's a great way to support the show. Uh, if you have any money to spare and you want to give us uh, some money to make the show, you can join our pa- you can join Lennox Studios in producing the show over on our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/WelcomeBackPod. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh for as little as 5 bucks a month you get a bonus episode every single month uh even when i put them out 3 days late uh like today <laughs> um
1: happens it's rough new
0: years right <laughs> yeah new years bro um but there is a bonus episode every month where where we so far we've done a lot of different shit uh it's been very fun um uh yeah that's that's the best that's like the, financially the best way to support the show uh you can also review us on all the different uh podcast pod catchers things uh you can follow us on those things subscribe five stars four stars one star i guess if you want it's kind of rude but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's rude but hey hey a review is a review is it not <laughs> yeah um so yeah it would be, that would mean a lot if you wanted to support us that way Um, Or tell your friends, hey, listen, if
1: you're all – if you listen to this whole thing, you're my friend. (laughs) You are my (laughs) friend. Thank you so much. Tell me or tell your other friends about us or not. Just talk. Let's be – better right everyone yeah let's be good people and hey we're we're two good people and we're trying trying to be better than we were yesterday and trying to talk about movies games books and everything
0: in between so join us (laughs) and uh i say this with all the love in my heart and all the wisdom of the universe take it sleazy